What's up, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 165, the official Bug Snacks fan podcast. <laughs> kind of bugs and kind of snacks. We are the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm Chad Michael Innes. We've got a usual Holden Departo. Say hey, Holden. Say hey. Oh, hi. I'm the usual Holden Departo. Nothing special here. <laughs> and we've got the pony himself, the sacred symbol, Dan Root. How is it going, guys? So swell, so swell. And we've got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. Everyone, on Tuesday mornings, you can put us in your earballs at 9 a.m. Eastern. Listen to us on your favorite podcast service. You can now put us in your eyeballs <laughs> also at the same time on YouTube. Or you could break the tame, tame spice. <sighs> Welcome to Sunday. The team... <laughs> The time-space continuum. That's what I'm trying to do. You can break the time-space continuum. Watch us live right now on Twitch. Just like Dallas and uh, Nightwing. Who is it? That's Brent. Just like Dallas and Brent are doing right now at like 8.30 on the Eastern Time Zone. God, it is a day. It is a day. I'm hosting. Lots of words are going to be coming out of my mouth. We'll see how it goes. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later. That's it for our housekeeping. Before we get into the rest of our episode, Dan, people have heard you on the show once? One other time, yep. I think it was back in February. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. That sounds correct. Uh, As I loaded up Skype and typed in your name, it said, last chatted nine months ago. (laughs) So whatever that was. Uh, How have you been? How have you been been, to catch people up on your life? I've been good. Um, I've been super good. I've been just... I've been working, working nonstop, and it's been summer, so just been dealing with the heat, and then just game after game. Game and game on gaming. You have been oh, game on game show game 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 game. You have been on a platinum spree recently. What's your most recent platinum? Uh, I just finished up uh, Odyssey this, today, actually. Hundred oh, percent. Nice. All the trophies. Congrats. On to on to the next game, which we'll talk about a little later. Does that include DLC trophies? Yeah, done everything. Holy shit! Yep. I stop at the platinum, and if there's DLC trophies, I'm like, I'll leave that for some other schmuck. But man. <laughs> That's it was, impressive. That's impressive. I, I had more fun with the DLC than I did with the main game. Really? Yes. The DLC was phenomenal. Controversy. Phenomenal. phenomenal. All right. There's a, uh, a person in the chat right now whose least favorite Assassin's Creed game is Odyssey. He's a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Fucking hates Odyssey, though. So um, <laughs> you guys can fight later. Uh, I'm gonna, I voted I'm in your poll, by the way, Dan. Yeah, I, I chose control for you. Ooh, control. <gasps> oh, yeah, play control. That's a, that's a real easy platinum, too. Like, after you beat the game. It, well, yeah, it's an easy platinum, but it's also a really, really good platinum because the side quests of that game are all the best content. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite platinum you've gotten? <clears throat> My favorite platinum I have gotten. Let's see. Um, I would probably have to say Mag. Do you guys ever remember Mag back in PS3? I do remember Mag. Wait, 256 oh, players Mag. online together. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the Jason Statham yep. movie Meg with the giant underwater shark. <laughs> no, 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 no. Meg was. You this... have to watch it five times to get the platinum. <laughs> <laughs> Meg was this huge, huge multiplayer game. I can't remember if it was like 160 or like 250 people in one I game. I want to say it was like 250. I can't remember. Massive action game is what it stood for. It was so much fun. And I think it was developed by Zipper Interactive, the SOCOM games, if I remember. Um, And it was an awesome game. I had a lot of fun with it. All the trophies were just a different variety. It was all sorts of different things. They had you do a little bit of everything. So it had some good flavor to it. Nice. Nice. 
I didn't even realize. I mean, obviously, I realize it. But going like when I think about games of that generation, I don't associate them with trophies for some reason. Like trophies really? to me, even though I got a ton of trophies on PS3, it's just like I guess maybe because it was only introduced partway into the life cycle. I think it started with the first Uncharted game. Yeah, that, and that was also my first platinum too. Really? God, nice. Oh, great. Actually, that's a lie. Those platinums, there are so many stupid trophies like kill 95 people by throwing a grenade and hitting a wall and bouncing it into a basketball hoop all in the same time yep. four times. Yep. <laughs> uh, and how many, just for the record, how many platinum trophies do you now have after AC Odyssey? I think I'm at 293 right now. Oh my God. You're my hero. I want to be you when I grow up. There's no, there's no bullshit Ratalika. Well, I take that back. There is. There's a few I lame platinums. I have two lame platinums, and they're both My Name is Mayo on PS4 and Vita. And that's I, it. I stopped I after that. <laughs> I don't have Mayo. I have Slide. I have Slide and 1,000 top rated, but I don't have Mayo yet. Holden, you've got one platinum. I got a Sekiro. Oh. But I, he was just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, this guy's legit. He's got the Sekiro platinum. I got the Sekiro Here's platinum, the too. Yeah, so you'll. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts, then. It's a great platinum up until you have to get the upgrade on every single prosthetic update. That was insanely tedious. Yes, it was. I did Everything else, totally fine. I got stuck on a few bosses uh, quite a few times to the point where I just had to put the controller down because I just got so pissed off. I'm just like, this is not like Demon Souls or Dark Souls. I, just, <laughs> I don't want it. But then I just, I just, I came back to it and finally I'm just like, yeah, okay. I got it. I had the same thing too. I stopped at the owl fight, the first owl fight, and okay, yep. I just couldn't. I couldn't go. I couldn't beat him, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm done." Chad quit. I feel good quitting now. <laughs> so. I got stuck on the ape. Oh yeah, the ape. He's so much yep. fun though when you go back to him and you know what you're doing. Yep. So much fun, especially when you do the two apes at the same time. That's an amazing boss battle. But I went to it earlier this year and I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna beat it, and I persevered. I pushed through it. It's my favorite from a software game now. That's an awesome one to have. Congratulations. That's a really good one to have. Thank you. Uh, we're, before we move on, I just want to close this out by saying Dallas thinks Meg the movie was dope. <laughs> Let's move on to playtime. We're talking <laughs> about what we played this week. Uh, I've got some same old, same olds. Holden, it looks like you've got some same old, same olds. So let's start with Dan. Dan, what have you played this week? Yeah. <laughs> well, after finishing up Odyssey, I put a poll on my Twitter to see what everyone thought I should play next. So right now, looking at it, it's between Control and the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I still have not played. <gasps> oh, man, that's also a really good Platinum. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's, a, that's a good set. Like, I wish I could go back and spend those 70 hours again completely fresh with that game. But besides besides that, I played Twin Breaker. I don't know if you guys heard of that. That's oh, how was that? Awesome. It was it was awesome. I've I, heard it's good. I highly recommend it. I mean, Colin and uh, Colin and uh, oh my goodness, co-host Chris, 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 Chris yeah. Reagan. Those guys are wicked. I love their show, and uh, I missed out on the physical copy of the game, but I had to pick up the digital. So I got the platinum mm -hmm. on the Vita, which the platinum on the Vita was way fucking harder than the PS4 version. Oh really? I don't know why. Interesting. But I never wanted to Are break something. Are they different something. lists, or it was just harder to do? Yeah, on I was Vita. gonna ask. It's the same list, but I think because of how the Vita is as a handheld, the controls are just not there because of the system itself. I I don't think yeah. it's a, a flaw in the game. I think it's just a flaw in the Vita. 
but it's very Colin Moriarty to say you have to do it twice once on PS4 once on Vita you don't get any freebies from Colin Moriarty no no but <laughs> I, I got that game I highly recommend it it's $9.99 in the PlayStation store pick it up it's super awesome he's uh, making Twin a sequel that's the name too. of it what's that Twin Breaker is the name of it Twin Breaker a sacred yeah. symbols uh, sacred symbol game something like that but other than that, that's pretty much it. Oh, and I have Man Eater, and I'm waiting to start that. Man, that's a shark game, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, I'm so excited to see what you think of that. I want it. <laughs> that's one of those games that, like, I really, really want to buy it, but also I know I never want to buy it. And I don't. I haven't decided which one I want. <laughs> uh, I watched my girlfriend play it a little bit, and she absolutely loves it. And I just sometimes I find myself going, dun and she's just like will you quit <laughs> but other than that that's the games i've been playing dope 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 holden what you got so i got some animal cross new horizons i went back into that for a little bit um i have a major project i'm working on just tossing up everything i do want to update and uh offer an update on super mario maker 2 it's fun oh, that's right i totally forgot you were making that world yeah, making the world, it's fun. It is so time-consuming. I'm like, I can't dedicate enough time to make five fucking worlds. There's just, I can't do it. I want to play other games. I don't want to turn this game into a job, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's really great, but I can't finish it. There's just no way. So that's done. But I did play No Are Man's Are you going to release Sky. it to the world? Are you going to release what you've got to the world yet? No, because none of the levels I like none of the levels were at a finished state except for two of them. I'll You've been teasing one. people for seventeen weeks about this Mario <laughs> world that you're gonna release. Weeks. It's not been that long. It's been like and a you're not month. Even gonna let tops. Them play it. No, I'll put up the second world. Um I played some Battlefront 2 because we played that for game night, and that game is called Respawn, because what you do is you <laughs> yes. respawn into the game, you die, and then you respawn back in again. That's that's what the the game is like. <laughs> I don't think I like that game. <laughs> this, is, this is the second time we played it and you're 100% right all it is is just get in the game take one shot to the head and die and then come back into the game in a different spot and die again the, I, I'm just Ewok, not good at it at all I'm not, see, the, the last time we did it for a game night I felt like I was doing really well I would get like a few kills before I died and then this time like I, it doesn't matter what I did <laughs> nothing I did mattered I just walked to a room and here's a new room oh I guess I'll respawn somewhere else <laughs> how it works. I also feel like uh, I didn't understand any of the objectives it was just like I'm just gonna keep shooting at people until we win and sometimes we won and okay. sometimes we did it and I didn't feel like I contributed either way I felt the same way I got really confused when you were on half of the ATATs because it's like Oh, there's a symbol on the ATAT, so I'm assuming you should attack it, but it's got a lock symbol on it. What is that? What? <laughs> why? I was so I didn't know what was going on at all. The Ewok mode was cool though, where you're in the woods at night and you have the flashlight illuminating everything, and your stormtroopers from escape the Ewoks at night until it's daytime. That's a cool idea for a mode. That was yeah. fun. Oh, it's wow. basically um, like the zombie mode from Halo, where one person starts as a zombie and you have to kill the other person, and then you're both zombies, and then you slowly, slowly take yeah. over everyone. If you die, you end up as an Ewok. It's it's a good mode. I like that mode. Um. But then I played No Man's Sky, which is going to be our game night game this week. It is, for better or for worse. <laughs> so I'm playing it. You So here's a recommendation. You don't have to, but I recommend putting in a decent amount of time before game night just to get oh, used to it. Oh, that's not going to happen. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to at least because we start the game you start off on a planet with your ship broken and you have to repair your ship to learn the mechanics of the game before you can leave that planet and then you have to make a hyperdrive um and the fuel for it so you have to do that before you can leave the the first solar system you're in do you, have, you like, really have to do that like how long that takes so we can it's like this an, is not just for me but it's also to prep everyone who wants to play with us on game night how much time do they yeah. have to put into this before we start? I mean, so I was taking my time, and I was really just enjoying it. So I spent several hours doing this. Oh I don't think it will take people that long. If you're just focused and just do it, I think it'll take about an hour. Okay. But it's hard for me to gauge because I also know the systems of the game a little bit, so I was able to kind of like... I, I don't know what the learning process will look like for someone. Okay. You have to put out that game night. I mean, people are listening right now. I'm going to... Yeah, they're listening on Tuesday. Put that post out extra early since people have homework to do. Yep. <laughs> Whew. All so right, looking that. forward it's, to it's that. It's fun though. Crossplay. It is good. Hey, can you can you crossplay in PSVR? I don't know. I that, don't was that was good. That was going to be my question. It's the same exact game. It is. I, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. There's no difference. It's just one's in VR, one's not. All right. If anyone's out there and they have PlayStation version, I'm just playing it on Xbox because it's free and I don't have to pay for it. But if anyone's playing on the PlayStation version and you've got a PlayStation headset, try it in VR and join our crossplay in VR. Let me know how it goes. And then throw up all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's everything you played, right? Oh, yeah. That's it. Cool, cool, well, cool. Well, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because we played that for game night, for Nintendo night, but everyone knows my thoughts on that. It's magical. Uh, yeah, I played Battlefront 2. I took off work. At the end of the week for The Last of Us 2. Can't freaking wait. Um, and I decided that before that comes out, I have to get this Bioshock Infinite Platinum. So I'm yes. working my way. I'm like half, I'm, I'm a little more than halfway through the game on 1999 mode. Um, got to some really challenging, like the, the, fuck, the guys with the hearts in their chest that are like, they're cancer patients that died and or that are dying and they just repurpose them in machines to make them live forever pain free. Oh, what yep, is yep. the name of that person? I don't remember. <sighs> that character is hard as fuck in 1999 mode and I lost all of my money several times and I like had to like actually restart the checkpoint because you can't just automatically revive if you're poor. Just like real life. <laughs> if you're poor you and can't you die, <laughs> you can't come back to life. <laughs> it's not Battlefront 2. You can't just come back. That's right. So I'm working, at, I'm working on that. I've got a few days left. And then uh, Destiny 2, Holden. Destiny 2 has roped me back into its warm embrace. Uh, playing with the war boners on that. And we are chipping away. We're finally going through the story content. I played through the main campaign when it first came out. But all the other shit I haven't played. Like the Shadowkeep and Curse of Osiris and all this kind of stuff. So we're actually, as a group before they take away some of this content in September, which we'll talk about later, uh, we're trying to make our way through all the story content so we actually understand what the fuck is going on in the game, and it's going to be more than just, hey, let's have fun shooting at shit, and then actually understand the narrative will be good. So we're working towards that. We'll talk more about Destiny 2 in a little bit when we talk about the stream. But that's it. That's all I played. Um, so I, I want to. I actually want to bring something up. So okay. you mentioned Last of Us Part 2. It's the end of the, yes. end of the week. Yes. Here's this dilemma that i'm in right now my okay. whole so i'm i'm boycotting the launch not the game just the launch because because you they, think should launch the <laughs> game should not launch <laughs> they should just be made as we play them live in real time <laughs> right 
so the reason is that there was a Kotaku article with the crunch and all that stuff. I won't go into like what it was, but they didn't really respond to the article, and that really bothered me because it seemed like there were some very valid criticisms of their practices that I wanted to, you know, do my part in challenging them on. But Neil Druckmann this week had had came out and talked about it and they're hiring producers which is one of the kind of things that they needed to fix now i'm thinking like well the whole point was to put pressure on them to do things because me not buying the game will put so much pressure on naughty dog that they will have to change but now they're doing those things so i'm kind of like is this a stupid boycott now to do this if they're actively <laughs> changing things inside their company and i don't know i, I legit don't know should You're i just starting still to get do- fomo and you're like, fuck, did I make a bad decision? But am I going to double down on it? Because No, it's it's not a FOMO <laughs> no, thing it. just because I, I saw the leaks. Like, I know what, for the most part, what happens in the game. Careful. I just don't know the ending and how it kind of culminates. I'm not going to say anything. Careful, careful. careful. I, I will end this Skype call. <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> um, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm legitimately like, I don't know. I really don't know. Because that was the whole point, And it seems like the point's kind of null and void so i wanted to get your input on it is this stupid to go with the the boycott here's the thing i will love you either way i won't judge you if you decide to give up (laughs) on your boycott i will say the fact that you even had to begin with shows the strength of your character (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know that i will be playing it friday and saturday straight through until it's done and then i will be playing for the platinum right after that um and if you play it and enjoy it with us, great. If not, our spoiler cast will be there for you when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I'll put a I'll put a poll out on on Twitter. I can't play it on Friday anyway. Why not? It, what are you doing on Friday? Go, I'm going to visit my grandmother that day. You you're can play that with her somewhere. Yeah, there you go. She would love it. She would totally love it. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, it's. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to our fetch quests. Our news stories of the week that don't have a ton of content to them, but we still feel like they're worth bringing up. Starting with Animal Crossing New Horizons crosses 10 million digital sales worldwide, says here in Cryer at US Gamer. Um, (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Animal Crossing. Yay. It was 13 million worldwide total units, 10 million digital. That's really cool that like, they have that information, though. Great. Mm-hmm. Next, rumor. Rumor has it. Side note, Matt always sings MacGruber has it instead of rumor has it for that Adele song, and now I can't think of that. Not think of that. Uh, <laughs> WB Montreal's Batman game reveal coming this summer, apparently, says Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle, and a quote that says, the game is slated to release sooner than you might think. I might think it's coming out next week. So I guess that means it's out today. Out now! This is part of the summer of gaming. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, That's really exciting. I think this was rumored to be part of E3 anyway, or like it was was somebody leaked that it was going to be part of E3 anyway, but... I'm willing to bet this is a next-gen exclusive game, and that's why they've been unable to talk about it, and why it might be ready sooner than you think. To me, that could only mean this year. Like, it's sooner than you think in 2021 seems like a weird place to take that statement. Like, do you think Do you think that could be something that could be a launch title for the next systems? Or is that too soon? Launch window. I don't know about launch day, but launch window, I think. I don't think it'd be crazy. Because when was the last time they released a game? Um, Let's find out. Uh, that would be interactive. Was... 
WM, WB Montreal. So I guess was that was that Arkham Origins? Was that their last game? It might have been. Like that's why. 20, if that's the case. 12, 2013, whatever that was. WB I found the full list. Um, we're going to the bottom of the list. There's a lot of games on here. Holy shit. Um, they release games all the fucking time, apparently. Good for them. WB Montreal. Um, they release stuff all that it's tough to see. Specifically, because I'm at the publisher site, not the... I don't see it. Okay, um, DC Legends. That was that's not the same thing. Um, well, let's just say they City. WB and Sony, like they partnered with PSVR to make that Batman game mm-hmm. a launch exclusive for a year too. Like it launched with it and it was exclusive to PSVR for a year. So it's mm-hmm. not outside of the realm of possibility that this could be launching. I don't think I don't think a, a proper Batman game could be exclusive to PS5, but I think that it could launch with it for sure. But there also yeah. is that rumor yeah. going around about the WB. Uh, yeah, uh, WBC, like, like that whole conglomerate of studios that are uh, up for sale now. Yeah, yeah. So, so Arkham City is the last one they made in 2016. Origins, I think, was a different company. WB Montreal made Origins. Arkham City was made by Rocksteady. I'm just looking at the the games that um, Warner Bros. Interactive has made. Or oh, has Warner published. Bros. Interactive. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and the last one they published was Batman: Arkham City. In the Batman didn't even world. do Arkham Knight? I don't see on the list. I can neither confirm nor deny the accuracy <laughs> of your results. But speaking also of WB, <laughs> there's another rumor that the Harry Potter RPG leaks suggest a setting after the events of Book 7 by Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. If we get... We won't see this because we've already seen that it's like from the leak that it's in Hogwarts. But if we get an after story of Harry Potter as an auror going around and fucking fighting bad wizards and putting them in Azkaban and shit, I will lose my goddamn mind, Holden. I will lose it. I will take it no. out of my skull, and I will throw it at the wall. That's, I'm low-key low cool. excited about this game. Low-key excited. You can be well, high-key. I'm, I'm okay. high-key. Well, yeah, the thing we're, is, for we're me high-key excited about that. I don't know much about Harry Potter. So the fact that mm-hmm. th- there's this this new game and 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 when was the last time we actually seen a, a legit Harry Potter game? It's been when was the last time a Lego movie game. came out? Yeah, oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just an RPG Harry Potter game just catches my attention on so many levels, and it makes me interested mm-hmm. in just that whole entire universe. So yeah, sign me up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So apparently, it's going to be like the rumors were saying before. This is the same rumor, which is just that it's going to be Hogwarts. You're going to be a fifth year student. Um, you decide if you want to be like a a, a Muggle or a Muggle born, or you want to be a pure blood, or you want to be you know half blood, um, that kind of stuff. And it's going to be called like was it Hogwarts the Dark something or other? Let me open up the link and see. Now I'm curious. I can't wait though. This has to be real. It has to be. I just because I want it too bad. Um, it is going to be called apparently. It. Once this page loads, because it's loading up like a '90s web page, <laughs> Dark Legacy, Hogwarts Dark Legacy. Oh, Hogwarts Here's the funny Dark- thing, not even Harry Potter, but just Hogwarts Dark Legacy. Here's the kind of think the weird thing. <laughs> Here's this weird paragraph in this article that makes me very questionable about about this. Dark themes are said to take a center stage too, which could push the title to either a T, 
That sounds plausible. Or M rating. No, it's not. It's not going to be a right. <laughs> Hogwarts <laughs> M rated game. Romance options could prove a deciding factor in terms of the rating as well. Notably, such plots may result in the player character marrying a love interest. As a 15 year old at Hogwarts? Really? Oh, How's yeah. that going to work? Oh, man. And I hope it's like one of those nasty ass, terrifying mermaids from under the lake at Hogwarts, too. <laughs> I hope you get to do it with them. I hope there's romance options. <laughs> Dal says he loves the way I say hog that sounds way too sexual moving on June's Game Pass editions <laughs> include Kingdom Hearts HD on Xbox One Battletech on PC says Matt Wales at Eurogamer uh, among those as well we have Dungeon of the Endless The Bard's Tale Nomansky Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 and Thronebreaker if you want to hear our thoughts on Kingdom Hearts we have a barf episode about it. Spoilers. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. <laughs> I didn't like three. We played one. Uh, see, the thing is, I, I implored our community to give us any reason why Kingdom Hearts was good. And then we finally made it an option for barf. People voted for it. We played it. Actually, I think that was before we allowed people to vote. We just chose it. Um, yeah, I just chose and it was it. one it was of those me. games I, that I like, did that to you. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was one of those games where I played the whole thing, and I didn't like any part of what I was playing. But at the end of it, I was like, I do kind of want to play the next one though. But I hated everything about this first game. I don't know. I don't know. I well, now you now you have to continue. Sure. You have no choice now. Well, here's the thing. I have that's one of the only two games I have on a disc. And I'm buying oh. the all-digital PS5, so if I don't get to it before this holiday, I'm never going to get to it's it. On, it's, it's on Game Pass, though, so you can play it there. You don't have an excuse. Yeah, but then I can't get trophies, and I don't give a shit about achievements. So, <laughs> Remedy Entertainment's <laughs> Control will release on PS5 and Xbox Series X, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Uh, you should all play it. It was my game of the year last year. And uh, this will probably be the first time that it runs well on a console, which will be good. <laughs> and we don't know what kind of next-gen features and enhancements are coming yet. New news at a later date. And we also don't know whether it's going to be one of those things where you pay for it or whether it's part of the... Uh, what's the Xbox things where you buy it Smart once, delivery. It, smart delivery. Smart delivery. Yep, we don't know that yet. But uh, everyone should play that game, regardless of its performance issues. So now here's the real question. Should I play yeah. it on PS4 or should I just wait for PS5? Both. Do both. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if I can stack the Platinum, I'll play them both. I'm crazy like that. Do it. There's no way to know until after you've done it, though. So play it on PS4 first. I'm waiting for PS5 for, for sure at this point. You're just waiting until you can say you waited long enough that you're never going to play it. No, I really, really legitimately want to play this game, especially because I'm, I'm enjoying Alan Wake so far, which I have played, but I didn't mention it at some <gasps> time. Fuck, I forgot. I got to play Alan Wake. Yeah, and then oh, um, I... What was the, I, I I like Max Payne. I actually played it on iPad, and I still liked Max Payne. That was a good, Whoa. really good game. All right, Interesting. very good game. So I like them as a developer a lot, and I liked what I played of Control. I I can't remember what ha something else came out on the time that just distracted me, and I can't remember what it was. But if it's coming to PS, it August, like I want to play year. it there. August was last that when year. you were picking up Sekiro again? When did Sekiro come? That was March. It came out in March. It was March, but I picked it back up in January. Mm. Hmm. I don't know, but everyone I can't should remember play what it. it was. The Dark Pictures. Little Hope has been delayed until fall, says Chris. Link's Awakening. That's what it was. Link's Awakening. Link's that was September, Holden. But it came out in August, and then in September it came out, and I would, I just started Yeah, but Control that. came out like August 16th or something like that. As as we've seen with Spider-Man, I'm face slow it, with hate games. It. You hate it. You hate Remedy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Remedy. Uh, I the hate Dark them. Pictures, the next one coming out. It was too uh, red. 
<laughs> delayed until this <laughs> fall, uh, which is a shame. This is one of those games that every single time that I see a new trailer or news about it, I was like, oh yeah, that exists. I'm excited about it. And then I immediately forget it exists until it comes back into the news again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We liked Man of Medan. It wasn't yeah. very I think well we received, it the right but we way. liked We played it. it over the internet with the two different viewpoints and things like that. Yeah. And I'll totally do that with this game, too. But I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I keep forgetting about it. Like, oh, it's delayed? That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll play it on PS5 now. In a shocking twist, <laughs> Holden puts a Google Stadia article on the news run. Ooh. I only he told did me that he would never do monster. it. He told me he would never do it again, that he would never <laughs> put something Google Stadia on this unless I came up to him and said, hey, I really think this should be on there. I didn't even mention this at all. And hold on, put it on by himself. No. Google Stadia leaks gods and monsters game build, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. The game itself, like a playable build, like a broken playable build, was leaked onto the Stadia service, like customer facing. It's insane. It's insane that this, is, yeah. this company is stumbling like this. The reason I brought this up isn't so much talk about Google Stadia as much as just to talk about how a game leaked a build like that. Like mm-hmm. this just happened, and then recently we had the uh, Dead Island Two build uh, leaked last week. Like, what's up with early game builds leaking? It's I don't know. just weird. And I also, wonder... the reason I don't talk about Google Stadia stories is that it's always the same conversation of, "Wow, they're really fucking up. This is really terrible." Uh, it's not the same thing. So. That's why it's here. But you can now play Google Stadia with touchscreen controls on all Android devices. It only works well on Max Payne. It doesn't work well for any other console games. (laughs) Max Payne is not on Google Stadia. I'm sorry. I interrupted you, Dan. Sorry about that. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I wonder if that has anything to do with the... the it being streaming, you know, streaming the games. I wonder if they need to have all that information on their servers. Mm -hmm. There was... um, there was a company, I forget who it was, but a, a big third-party company, third-party publishing company that was like, hey, we're partnering with Google Stadia in this work-from-home situation to like actually put builds of this on Stadia so our developers can test them while streaming them since they can't right. be in the office. So it's like a way of maintaining security on all of the property without having to actually bring it outside of the office. Uh, and I wonder if that's kind of how this happened. Like they, Gods and Monsters was partnering with them and then Google accidentally just hit the wrong button. That's Gods and Monsters, that's Ubisoft, Why would right? an early build... Yeah, Ubisoft, yeah. Okay. That's a good point to bring up, track. because I, I was curious, too, like, why would they have a build of an older version on Stadia ser- uh, service for consumers? But that makes complete sense. Maybe it was Ubisoft who did that. But yeah, that, it might be, like, more common practice for a lot of companies, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of WB earlier, Mortal Kombat publisher WE, WB Interactive reportedly is up for sale, says Arminicon at PlayStation Lifestyle. So WB, which includes the Rocksteady portfolio, which includes the Harry Potter game that's not even confirmed as real, but we've all seen a lot of footage from it. Uh, apparently, it's on sale for upwards of $4 billion, and Activision Blizzard's interested, EA is interested, and Take-Two Interactive is apparently allegedly interested as well. I got to shame myself for a second because <laughs> I read, you know, I retweeted I this, this article tweet, yeah. <laughs> and I was cooking and I'm like, oh, I have a moment. I look at Twitter. I saw the headline and I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I don't know what I was thinking, but it was easily the stupidest take I've ever had, which I saw that information and said, man, it would really be stupid or it'd be really awful if Rockstar was owned by EA. And so, uh, I think um, <laughs> uh, Darby from Nerds at Large is like, that's not what this is about at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Completely and then I irrelevant. love that you, you retweeted yourself saying, I'm leaving this here as evidence that I'm a doofus or something like that. <laughs> yeah, nincompoop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nincompoop, God. Curb Your Enthusiasm is so good. 
two more items on our fetch quest. One, Persona 4 Golden leaps from Vita to Steam and is available now. This is Andrew Reiner at Game Informer. It is available for 20 bucks, and that is the last reason to own a Vita is now gone because you can now mm. play this game on your PC. Not that's oh, true. Oh, you're right. You, your Luminez, Luminez, what's Luminous it Electronic Symphony is Electronic on Symphony. Vita. And the, the Switch version is good, but it's not the same. So You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then finally, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 hits early access August 2020, says Wesley Yinpool at Eurogamer. I'm excited for this game. We have another gameplay reveal coming up Thursday, I think, for it. And um, it's not clear, or at least I couldn't find really a, a definitive answer, whether early access in August would be just PC or that would also be part of the Xbox program as well because they allow early access on Xbox. But man, I'm pumped to play. If it's PC, I'm not gonna play it. If it's Xbox, I'll play it. But we'll see. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our Microsoft Quest log. We've seen many developers come out and praise the PS5's SSD, and other developers come out and praise the Series X performance. But we really haven't heard a developer directly compare the two until Thomas Mailer, Mahler, one of those two, director of Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and he chimed in and says. Or developer shares insights on PS5, Xbox Series X differences from Matt Kim at IGN. So here's the take. Uh, it's a long quote. Bear with me. We'll talk about it after we're done the whole quote. Um, and I, I want to preface it by saying it sounds to me like he's speaking in hypotheticals. I haven't had hands-on with these. So keep that in mind as well. Quote. I agree. Everyone will take advantage of it. Sure. Why wouldn't you? It's the same as on PCs. You have a nice and fast SSD in the Xbox One Series X, and then you have a crazy fast SSD with some other stuff that allows you to shuffle data into RAM even faster on PS5. So that's awesome for the PS5, and I don't in any way want to downplay how awesome that is. My example of before... uh, My example before of fives... Fives loads five versus seconds. three loads. Five seconds. Five seconds. Five second loads versus three second loads might have also downplayed that. But now scale that by 10. 50 second loads versus 30 second loads would immediately make a game much more enjoyable on PS5. That said, with these super fast SSDs, I sure as shit hope that nobody will build stuff that takes this long to load anymore. But time will tell. Now, let's say that the average load time with those SSDs on next gen will be 10 seconds. And let's be generous and say that the PS5's SSD will uh, and throughput is twice as fast as the Series X. At that point, you'd have 10-second load times versus 5-second load times. Keep in mind that loading often is more than just shuffling data around, so this isn't in any way accurate. I don't know if I'd care that much about 5 seconds saved every time I load if what I give up for that is frame rate or resolution. And I guess that's the bet that Microsoft made here. More raw power rather than faster data, faster data transfer. Now... It's clear that the Sony first-party devs will design their games around the crazy SSD and ensure that everything's smooth and juicy all the time and that you don't even see loading screens at all, and that's great. But assuming that third parties will change their games completely, adjust levels and other stuff just to squeeze the most out of the PS5 architecture is just nutty. It won't happen. So again, what I think will be the usual case is that you'll see Xbox Series 1X games render at 4K more regularly and and or at better frame rates, and on PS5, games will load faster. Players will have to decide what's more important to them. That's it. That's the end of the quote. Damn. It's a lot to take in. It is. It's a ton. It's a ton. What do you think? I think that. I think it, like you said, it just it's going to come down to the to what what somebody wants. I see a lot of people talking about you know why why should you know moving into next gen all games need to be you know sixty or sixty frames per second four K. So I think a lot of people are 
you know, probably going to stick with that over faster load loading times. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I guess, I guess personally, I, I would rather have something be a lot more smoother than look better, if that makes any sense. So I mean if 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 I can if I can load into a world quicker and I can move around quicker and it still looks, you know, good, I'm I I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we've that's discussed kind of, on the a, show uh we've discussed on the show a couple times that we think that we really won't see the full power of this SSD and things like that from anyone but Sony first party for quite a while. Yep. Yep, because they're they are making exclusive games for this platform. So they're able to do things that you can't do on other consoles with that architecture and with that SSD. So I think he's absolutely right that it, I don't think third parties will change their games. They're not going to adjust it for the PS5, but they're just going to make a game that will load faster on one, maybe more be more powerful, higher frame rates, higher resolution on the other. So I think it's absolutely spot on that that's a good assumption, a good hypothetical. We won't really know the difference until we get like the IGN videos that are comparing yep, yep. the next Assassin's Creed on these two systems side by side. So would it just move everything to the lowest common denominator? Basically, yeah. So yeah, this is a kind of what I talked about after the Road to PS5 event when we were talking about that, which is that like they're gonna have to go towards the lowest common denominator on a graphics on the PS5 is lowest common denominator and the SSD speeds in the Xbox the lowest common denominator. But it is easier to scale up your game for the graphics than it is to scale up your game for an SSD. So like I think that like what'll end up happening is is that the like the world layout will be made for the lowest common denominator of an Xbox Series X. Like, where can we put things where it's going to load up really well on an Xbox Series X and we just know it will load up really well on a PS5? But when you get to, like, the towns and the cities that are now kind of closer or more organically uh, aligned with one another as opposed to artificially being put in places because of load times, like, when you get to that location, it will probably look better on an Xbox Series X. But, like, we're just kind of saying, like, when you have the SSD full throttle, that's kind of what we... Well, we've seen what those games look like now. We'll talk about that later on. But we still haven't really seen what that looks like on the kind of Xbox side with like the truly exclusive games on that. And that's kind of what we're going to be waiting for. But I think Microsoft will benefit on the third parties in yep. the meantime. And that's just around the corner. We know they have their event in July. So yeah, yeah I'm excited. Coming up so soon. Yeah, we'll we don't I'm know, like we're going to talk about July, that. Right? No, we don't know a date in July. We just know it's going to be in July. Yep. And that they're not doing one in June, even though they said that. They would do yeah, they said they were going to do one every month, but yeah, and the second month they're they're no longer doing that. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, when we talk about Sony. At least I have yep. some comparisons I want to make. Um, but yeah, continuing on with Xbox, a less powerful version of Xbox Series X, dubbed the Lockhart, has been long rumored. But with so much discussion about Series X from Microsoft and no official word, many have begun to wonder if that even exists. However. According to Matt Perslow at IGN, Xbox Lockhart references found in Windows code libraries. So in the newest release of Windows, whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> you can look in the code and there is uh, there are references to Xbox-Anaconda, Xbox-Durango, Xbox-Scorpio, and Xbox-Lockhart. We know Durango was the uh, Xbox One, Scorpio was Xbox-Scorpio, which was 1X. Anaconda is now, we know that's Series X, but Lockhart has yet to be revealed. So this comes up several times uh, in the code there, which means that it might actually be something that's coming out, if not this fall, eventually. Now, is this something that they're going to want to do as far as 
I, I understand it's a good thing to have so many options for consoles, but there, there's, in my opinion, there's just so many different consoles. I feel like at some point somebody's going to be like, just give me a fucking Xbox. Like, <laughs> right. That was one of the things. One of the things I, I had brought up whenever they were talking about like all the different models we could like they've got to simplify their lineup. They can't be selling an Xbox One S and a One X and a Series S and a Series X and a Project X Cloud. Like they they can't be selling all of these different ways to play at once. You gotta just you gotta have a box. You gotta you gotta be able to point mm -hmm. to one or two different machines. Well, on so top I think of that, if this thing is real. Yeah, you gotta discontinue something. Well, on top of that, it's yep. just like if if all these games are still gonna be played on PC, come out on PC. Uh, chances are a lot a lot of people are just going to be like well if i can play it on pc why would i not just play it on pc right i i don't i mean i don't think that's going to happen that much just because i think that there are, are a larger majority of people who just want the convenience of playing in a box and having it work and they don't want the kind of complications that come with having a pc um, right. it's not even like the conv like convenience of being on a couch or being at your desk it's just like it's easier to plug in an Xbox than it is to plug in a PC and get it right. set up. I remember there was us. Who was it? Someone was telling me when Dark Souls Three came out that on their PC with the graphics card they were using, if they turned their camera and the the light started to reflect off the shield, that didn't gel with the graphics card they had, so it would just crash the game instantly, just because of the specific like graphics card they had. That's just something that consoles will never have to worry about. Fair kind point. Of. Fair Obviously point. Games kind of. can, yeah, Skyrim games on can crash. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Games can crash, but like it's not for the same kind of reason that it happened there in that Dark Souls scenario. Um, yeah, so Chad, do you want to read out the thing I just posted? And and now it's time for Summer Games Bet Fest. Bet. Bet. That's right, it's Summer Games Bet Fest where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Some are Summer Games Fest, and some are Summer of Gaming. The rest are best for bets. Bet. Bet. Hold on, we've got a bet to do. Yeah. And we've got a bet to discuss from last week. We do, yeah. So I made... The, let's do the new bet first, then we'll go back and talk about the old bets. Back in time. Um, so the bet this week is just this year, not like after, but just this year, are we going to get the Lockhart edition? Doesn't matter what it's called, if it's like Series S, whatever. Are we going right. to get it? Is that a thing that's going to happen? Now, is the it's question, are we going to get it, or are we going to see it? Like, are they going to announce it? Because they might announce mm. it and say, coming next year. I mean, these are open bets. If you want to make that... Your bet, you think that's what's going to happen? That's your bet? That's cool. That's my bet. So you think <laughs> we're going to see it, but... We're, they're going to announce it, say that it exists, but due to, like, supply and demand and, like, the shit that happened with coronavirus, like, with the hardware being ramped up and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, they're not going to have enough to, to make regular Series Xs, let alone two variations of this console. Although, I don't know, Sony just released two versions of theirs, too, but... Um, so I think that it will be, it's something they will announce that's coming later. If you're not one of the diehard day one, you want the most powerful console in the world, you can wait a few months or six months or eight months and get a Lockhart. I 100% agree on the manufacturing side. If they're, if getting one console out was a question, like at the beginning of the year of like, can they even do it? Two is a, is a completely different mess to deal with. And I think on top of that, it looks like, this is speculation, but it looks like the PS5 might be the more power, more be the more expensive console. And Series X could either be the same price or less. If they end up going less, why would you have a cheaper console and then a cheaper, cheaper console than than that? Like it would kind of like be beating a dead horse at that point. Like you're already more affordable. Um, 
But I don't think they'll announce it this year if they're not going to release it this year. Just because I don't think they want to signal to someone who's interested in the next generation, hey, that $400 still might be expensive for you or $500, but we'll have a cheaper one coming out next year. Or like if there's an advantage like for us, like be like the digital only version of the PS5, if Lockhart has a digital like only version of the Xbox Series X, but it's still you know pretty similar to what it can do, like I would wait for that one, even though you know I'm, I'm more of an early adopter. So I don't. I don't. I think they would not announce it at all this year as well. So Dan, my question, my question would be: So Lockhart is that more powerful than the One X, but less powerful than the Series X? The That's rumors have been of... that it's it's a it's a light version of the Series X. We don't know where that then lives on the spectrum of. Yeah, the the rumors have said it's going to be four teraflops, whereas the One X is six teraflops. But it's not the same processor, so it actually could be that it's four teraflops with, but it can handle more than the Xbox One X is six teraflops because the flops aren't always compatible if you're changing your processor. <laughs> Say flops again. Flops, floppy flop. <laughs> God, it, it, this is what I hate about the stuff. Like, if it's not a good measure to compare processors, then why is it a good measure of anything at all? And why? Do yeah, they... why does it exist? Why does it even exist? Because you, might as, well, you might as well just say like, "Hey, it's a two two inch long processor." Like, cool. It's an objective thing, but it means nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. It is objective, but it's not objective. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Lockhart. Yeah, I. It's going to be less powerful than the Series X, but I'm assuming it'd be more powerful than a One X. Otherwise, it would make more sense for them just to repackage the One X, or just continue to sell the yeah. One X. Um. So for me, yeah. I guess I think I think we're not going to see the Lockhart. I think it's going I think they're just going to uh maybe drop the price on the One X mm-hmm. and and make that be the less more affordable of the Series X of of the Xbox line, I should say. So, I mean, you still yeah. have your all digital edition, but like I like we were talked about, we already still have so many models. Why would we throw another one? So, I think they're going to they're going to ditch Lockhart and I think you'll have your all digital your Series X and your One X. Do you think I they rebrand dis- One X at all? Like, do they do they just swap out the boxes, like the name on the box, and say something different, but keep the console basically the same? They could do that too. That could be something they do. Here, okay. So here's something that just dawned on me. They repackaged the One X, right? Mm-hmm. Do they put an SSD in that? Because that's going to be important if you're going to keep that console around for you know, four or five years as something side-by-side with the Series X and you want to put exclusive games that would benefit from an SSD if they're going to be exclusive to the Series X, that, they would have to put an SSD in it. And at that point, they might as well re- like remake it and do re- a Lockhart. Re- redo the whole... Oh, yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think it's I don't know. Year. I don't know. What if they... I mean, because you think about when they went from the 1S to the SAD edition, the all-digital edition... And they literally just like, hey, we kept the same box. We just glued up the slot where you would put the disc, basically. <laughs> and we took out the drive. Like, what if that they just literally just open the box, take out the hard drive, put in an SSD, and put the box back on? Like, I'd say two th- two things. One is that the SSDs are just physically a lot smaller than hard disks. Yeah. Um. So they could just put an SSD in there and it would fit. Yeah. Um. But would they want to take advantage of that extra space they have and tighten it up or make it tall like the the Series X's? Well, I think Who you knows? saw with the, but, with the SAT edition, like that that would take R and D. That would take like like 
re-engineering this entire box well, in, for something uh, that might not be worth the cost. I've, I haven't finished my point yet. The other more important point is that it's going to be a different heat from a solid-state drive to a hard disk. I don't know what the heat difference is. So if that hard disk was in there but it didn't generate a lot of heat, but the newer SSDs do, like this is Sony's whole thing, is we won't allow you to put an SSD that will fit because it might get too hot. And being NVMe drives are newer, you might have an issue where it might physically fit, but it might generate too much heat. So you need to have different ways of dispersing that heat out. So like the physical size is one issue, but the heat is another one. I don't know how that would play out, but that's just something that dawned on me. Interesting. But now we have All to right. figure out, does it financially make sense in the long yeah, run? Yeah. Because if you're going to have the same games that are going to come out on Series X also come out on One X, you might have to have more power for those games. So that mm -hmm. that could make sense. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a yes, they will announce it, but we won't see it till next year. Holden, you are a no, they won't announce it this year. Yeah. Dan, what's your what's your official position? My official is no, they won't announce it. No, they won't announce it. Okay. Nope. Y'all just hate being like, I like to think for like the most good. I'm so optimistic. That's the word, optimistic. <laughs> 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 Dope. That's it for Summer Games Bet Fest. Moving on to our Nintendo Quest oh, log. We got to go over. We got to <gasps> go over the. Oh, old that's right. Bets. Fuck my butt. Okay. Yes. Whatever the last <laughs> one was. I, I'm not going to fuck your butt, but I will let you know what the bets were. <laughs> so the first bet that we made was the PS5 Games Showcase. I had bet that Ratchet & Clank sequel and God of War 2 would be shown off. Chad said that Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Zero Dawn 2 would be shown off. And the community said that Horizon Zero Dawn sequel and Ratchet & Clank sequel would be announced. So that was for two points. Everyone wins but you. Everyone will. I got one point because Ratchet & Clank sequel there, but I didn't get two points. Everyone else got two points. Um, and then the other one was, will PS5 be V-shaped? And I said, yay. You said nay. And the community said nay. So I have one point uh, from the Ratchet uh, & Clank. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No. I thought you said yeah, you were going to yeah. give yourself a point for the V-shape. <laughs> no. So I have a point for, for the Ratchet & Clank, but not for this one. But then Chad has three points in total because he was right. And the community has three points in total because you guys have been spot on for every prediction so far. So right now it going... Yeah. Holden has one point, Chad has three points, and the community has three points, and that is out of three possible points. So, good job. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's badass. Yeah. It does, so, yeah, I thought the V-shape was going to be because they were going to utilize the cooling there, and they definitely, it seems like they learned things from that cooling in the mm -hmm. dev kit, but it's not in a V-shape. So. so, I'm not right. I'm wrong. We will talk more about that shape a little later, but... Moving on first to our Nintendo Quest log. It wasn't that long ago that we heard about Paper Mario and the Origami King, but we're already getting a better look at it, and it arrives on July 17th. Just mere... Actually, no, it's the same day as Ghosts, right? Yes, Ghosts. Is Ghosts. Same day. Is it... Ghosts, yep, yeah. yep. Go one singular... Why do I always say multiple ghosts of Tsushima? It's one ghost. <laughs> Call of Duty ghosts, plural. Right? Call of Duty Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah, great game. <laughs> Call of Duty Ghosts of Tsushima. Done. Uh, people are posting F in the chat. Uh, is, that a, is that a young people thing? Does that mean something? I have no idea. <laughs> or maybe they're just saying you failed. R.I.P. Holden, I didn't die. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever F means, Brent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it up to you to let us know what that means because... You're teaching us all the lingo. But you get an in-depth look at Paper Mario, the Origami King from Nintendo Switch and Nintendo on YouTube. 
It gave us a, a five-minute trailer, which is two minutes longer than most trailers I watch, but I did it anyway, uh, where you see a 360-degree <laughs> battle system. They show off the rings. It's all about like rotating. the like You get a number of rotations and slides on the rings each turn, but it's all about lining people up so you can do f- attacks that are effective on everyone. Looks dope to me. Like that's the kind of like the light strategy element that I'm really into in these mm-hmm. this Mario RPG kind of thing. I I think it looks really good. Um, the the battle system was kind of be the kind of make it or break it thing because like if it's just like an RPG like hit A to stomp on head, not interested in that. But this looks like there's <laughs> it's more of a puzzle. It's kind of puzzle oriented, and I like that. But here's the thing: is it comes out the same day as Ghost of Tsushima, and that just looks. So up my alley, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do that day. Mm. I know what I'm doing that day. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to play Tetris. Animal 99. Crossing. Te- no, I'm going to play Beat Saber. Beat mm. Saber? Yeah. That's a good platinum. I'm going to cancel my pre-order for Ghost just to get Beat Saber. A reason for cancellation? Dude, Beat Saber. But that's, <laughs> that's the reason. They're going to be so confused. Like, what does that have to do with Ghost of Tsushima? Like... <laughs> I have an That's update. Funny. I have an update on the letter F. Yes. It is press F to pay respects. That's from a, a, a Call of Duty game. Maybe it's Ghost. Maybe it's the one we were talking about. Oh, but oh, I, I know wouldn't know that about. because I'm not a PC nerd. So I like have press X on a PlayStation controller or press A on an Xbox controller. But so the all you PC X nerds button. out there with your F. The I, I know X what he's fr- I know what he's referring to. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um Oh, and Dallas posted Chad facepalm boy symbol. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something else you showed off in this uh, Paper Mario trailer. The boss battles look kind of interesting where the boss is now in the middle and you're on the outside and there are like special spaces around it which kind of look like it could play in some cool stuff. And then something else I completely forgot. But I'm the more I see this game, the more I'm excited for it. The more I see of Ghost singular... Of Tsushima, <laughs> the more met I am on it. So like, I'm still torn. I don't know what I'm going to be playing, but we'll see on July 17th which one I pick up. I'll pick up uh, this both. Isn't... But who knows what I'll play yeah. the most of? Can I say something unimportant? Yes, Just please. not important at all. When you said Ghost Singular of Tsushima, I thought they should change the title and be Ghost Asterisk, and then like at the bottom, whenever pages just says Singular and like next to the asterisk, let you know that it's. That dawned on my head. Just or they could just leave the head. S so off, know. and that would indicate that it's singular as well. But the asterisk is important <laughs> to like really emphasize. You're right. You're right. It's, I'm Moving not right. on to right. third-party quest thought. log. <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about our PS5 event, which is coming up very soon on our agenda, we actually had two more events that were worth discussing. First off, Destiny 2, baby. Ah! Let the light of the traveler flow through my body. If you own a copy of Destiny 2, uh, there are a lot of new things that just came out. Destiny 2 next-gen details, Beyond Light expansion revealed to Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Let's get that out of the way. Two, (laughs) if you own Destiny 2, next-gen, you're going to get it for free. You won't have to pay for it, obviously, because Destiny 2 is free to play now. Um, But it's going to run at 4K, 60 frames per second on next-gen consoles. Huzzah. Uh, It is also going to have cross-gen play and cross-progression so that if you are playing on PS4 now and you're playing on PS5 later, you won't have to buy the expansions again, which is not necessarily the case if you go between PS4 and Xbox One right now. You have to have, own the expansions on both systems in order to play your content on both. So that's cool. Cross-play will be coming at a later date, which means the five people who played on Stadia will finally have someone to play with. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those people who played it. It was it was a good way to play Destiny remotely over Christmas break. That was that was my experience with Stata is just playing Destiny 2. Uh, so they revealed a bunch of different stuff. They revealed a new season that we've been playing already. They revealed um, Beyond Light, which is coming out on September 22nd. And with it comes a lot of changes. One, they committed to not making a Destiny 3. They said, we don't want to make the same mistake we made with Destiny 2, where we start from scratch. People don't have the progress carryover. A lot of these systems we kind of took a, took a step backwards on. So they're continuing to support Destiny 2. But they said going forward, there's way too much content to actually support the game going forward and add new stuff. Because uh, I saw a breakout of like all of the different things they support. And it's like 41 different um, lost sectors and like 30-something strikes and so many raids and so many quests. And it's like every time they update the game, that's hundreds of things that could possibly break. Uh, so what they've decided to do is they're introducing the Disney Vault to Destiny. And they're calling it the Destiny Content Vault. And they will have certain things go into the vault and certain things come back out of the vault every so often. So they're actually taking around about half of the content in Destiny 2 out of the game in September. And it's uh, like, it's actually like two-thirds of the planet. It's like Mars and Io and anyway. So some stuff is going away. They're bringing back stuff from Destiny 1, which is really exciting. So you'll be able to play the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1. And, uh, and then they're going to rotate things in and out kind of as the game progresses. So I'm really pumped for that. They've also, now that we also know that they are not doing Destiny 3, that makes me excited and kind of want to buy more of these expansions because I know that it's just going to add more and more content to this thing I already own and love. Uh, so they've announced two more expansions for 2021 is the, the Witch Queen and then Lightfall is 2022. So they're announcing things multiple years in advance. I'm so pumped. We, we obviously know what, what content is disappearing, so we're trying to get through as much of that as possible before September 22nd comes around. But I can't, I can't freaking wait, you guys. I checked yesterday. I put 142 hours into Destiny 2 on PlayStation 4, and most of that came this year. when We, we played the 30 hours on that prestige raid, and we didn't even beat it. I'm actually surprised it's that little. Like I've already put more time into Animal Crossing. I'm surprised. That's because you're disgusting, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the vault concept is an awesome idea just from a work experience perspective. Of like, It's a great way of reducing crunch, which is a big priority at, at Bungie. Like, they don't even let their employees work overtime for the most part. Like They really try to get that work-life balance down. I think it's a great idea for them just maintaining their workflow. That's that's yeah. awesome. And I think it also makes it exciting for players as well where like do you think someone would be upset that like you know hey we have to delay this thing because it's taking us longer to make than we thought but in the meantime we're going to provide you this content from Destiny 2 we took out like the Mars stuff and you'll be can play that while you wait for this new expansion to come out or something like that. Like I think that gives them a lot of flexibility and that's good for us, it's good for them, it's good for everyone. It makes everyone happy. It's lots of smiles. I am excited about this, but there's one thing I have a question about. What is it? Are they going to take my trophies away because of this? Or are they going to rebrand trophies and give them different requirements for the content that they're taking out? So they've experimented with this a little bit already. Um, that was my question. I actually tweeted at Bungie to, to try to answer this question too, and I haven't gotten a response yet. But there's a trophy for completing the Leviathan raid on Prestige, which we know on September 22nd is going away. 
Yep. So so I tweeted, I was like, that's the last trophy I have to get before I get the platinum. Like, if I don't get it by September 22nd, do I lose the ability to get the platinum? Um, but that trophy also used to say, it used to be complete the Leviathan raid on Prestige or a Nightfall strike on Prestige. And when the Nightfall strikes changed, they removed that requirement for the trophy. So I don't think that they are against changing the trophy. And then if they remove that trophy entirely... Like, people who completed the Nightfall one, they still have that old version of the trophy unlocked. Yep. Like that's in their account forever. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's a possibility they could change the trophy list for sure and either remove it entirely or just change that up to be a different raid or something like that. Because I might have to not play The Last of Us Part 2 and then hop on Destiny 2 because I started Destiny 2 probably like three or four months ago. Yeah. So, and I haven't played it since. So this is concerning to me because... I'll lose sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. You can't go with that. I think it's, I've not completed it. I've got like 80% on the bar because I don't have that one trophy. You can't stare at that 80%. No, that's, that's, that's unacceptable. <laughs> so that's something that hopefully we'll be getting an answer to. Although we know that trophies are usually an afterthought for most companies anyway. So we might not get an answer until it's broken and then they'll fix it. <laughs> right. I'm looking at you division. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pumped for that. But aside from that news, we also got IGN Summer of Gaming events, and there were three of them, and this is my worst nightmare, Holden. We got, uh, we talked about this the very first time we had like the Summer Games Fest, the Tony Hawk reveal, and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, there are too many things. There are too many things for me to keep track of. A lot of them are surprises, and they're like, hey, surprise, tune in tomorrow at one o'clock for something that might be worthless. And now we're getting to that point where there were eight events this week to pay attention to. Between the Guerrilla Collective, the IGN Expo, the PS5 event, the Destiny thing, there were too many events. I couldn't pay attention to half of them. So we've got the first one of the ones I didn't pay attention to, the IGN Expo. <laughs> Everything announced and revealed. <laughs> so there are a lot of things on this list. I like half watched this while I was doing some work. Uh, there's a long list of, of games here. There are a couple that I'll call out that kind of look cool. The, there's a game called Werewolf the Apocalypse. They showed a CG trailer for. Uh, it's a werewolf game about the apocalypse. Ooh. It's kind of cool. Uh, there's the there Metal Metal Hellsinger. I probably there was one big moon at Good, the end right, of the go. trailer. Yeah, I'll buy Metal it. Hellsinger I'll buy it. is a is a rhythm based shooting game where you shoot demons like Doom with rhythm elements to it. Looks kind of cool. That one I'm excited for. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. Uh, Alex Kidd in the Miracle World. Alex Kidd makes a return. Never played any Alex Kidd games, but apparently people love him. I don't know. I and didn't even it. know that was that's the thing. That's all I really paid attention to. Everything else on this list is just like, I see the name of it, and it's like, if somebody hasn't tweeted about it that they care about it, then I don't care about it. Yeah, I was going through all the stories for this week, and I was kind of realizing, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stories this week. But, like, so many stories aren't important or I don't care about them almost at all. And I got to this one and I'm like, wow, this was not a great E3 replacement. <laughs> this was not, like, in that that caliber for sure. Um, the Really, the PS5 event was kind of... And I guess the, the Destiny event were good announcements. I don't consider... Uh, yes, it was an event that happened this week, but I don't consider it an event in the same way as, like, this or uh, the, the PS5 event. Yeah. Just because it's focused very much just on one game. But, like, the PS5 was the only worthwhile event this week. Did you watch any just, of the other seven? <laughs> I, I just looked at the announcements for the other seven. Yeah. 
and I didn't like in so many of the stories I'm just like not even a fetch quest it's not even worthy of fetch quest and I honestly was putting this in here typing all the names out for all these dumb games and going what are we even going to talk about with this because <laughs> I have nothing to say other than that I have nothing to say I'm sure some of these games are cool this was just a terrible way to reveal them yeah yep We'll talk about RE Village in a little bit, Jay. Yes, 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 yes. Before we get to the PS5 event, which will be in just minutes from now, pure minutes, let's talk about affable idiots. Pure minutes. Affable idiots. If we're half of a minute in, we have to wait for the pure minute to finish before we can start talking about the PS5 event. We need silence. Wait until the end of this minute. I lost track. Let's keep going. Affable Idiots is the brand (laughs) under which all of our products, like this one, Respawn Aim Fire, and our show, AAWY, which is a really fun one that we do every single week as well. Uh, You can go find out more about that on YouTube. We have it on video. We have it podcast versions. We have all sorts of fun things, uh, but we need your help because we can't even get YouTube.com slash whatever the fuck we want yet because we don't have enough subscribers. So it is up to you to go to YouTube, search for those three things, Affable Idiots, A-A-W-I, Respawn on Aimfire. Create 17 accounts each. I want everyone to subscribe on all 17 accounts to all three things, and then we'll get it. Uh, You have other things you can do, like go to podcast services, give us five stars, tell us you love us, give us a big old smooch, send us pictures of your private parts, but don't do the last one. And then finally, you can go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, where for just a dollar, you can be a patron. You can get some really cool wallpapers like this one. I'm going to show you on my phone. Just kidding. It has do not disturb and it's going to disrupt the image anyway. So uh, dope wallpapers. You get to play with us on game nights. This Thursday is No Man's Sky. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, And then we also have the ability to influence what we play each month for barf. We are playing for backlog accomplishments with respawn and friends. Uh, Alan Wake for the month of June. So make sure you play that. Send us your thoughts by the end of the month so we can discuss them all together. And then very shortly, you will see a list for July coming from yours truly. And on it will be Fable Anniversary. And I'm not saying that I'm pushing for people to vote for Fable Anniversary, but but go for it, Fable Anniversary. You can totally put I pushed the fuck out of Alan Wake last month, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. What if I push for it and then I stack the odds in its favor and like put that alongside like Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers? Just kidding. That could be a great game. I don't know. I've never played it. But like a it bunch is a of fantastic shit. game. Is it? Great. Fantastic. Um, oh yeah. But what if I put a bunch of other shit on there that I'm like, no one's gonna pick these, and then they do. And then we're gonna play shit. <laughs> what if they that don't happens? do that? They don't do that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I downloaded Final Fantasy 14 like they have like the free month um trial of it you can do. I downloaded it like a week ago and then there was an update for Warzone so I had to delete it off my PlayStation before I even <laughs> played it. All right, before this is this is the last thing before we talk about PlayStation 5. Dan has brought a giveaway to the podcast. He has decided he's going to give away a copy of Days Gone on PS4. Dan, talk a little bit about why you chose that game in particular. Well, first of all, I've, I feel like Days Gone is one of those games that is just was completely... I, I felt like the re- reviews were unfair. I felt like people were a lot more harder on it than they needed to be. The game was fantastic. The gameplay, the story, yes, they started off rough, but they fixed everything. And the game is just amazing. It's, it's one of those... It's just, it's just entirely underrated. And I felt like it would be a good idea to, to do a little giveaway and, and give out a game that I think is probably one of my favorite games on this current generation next to death stranding 
and I, it's, it was treated unfair, so I want to do something for somebody and let them play a game that I think is incredibly awesome. That's awesome. That's Thank very you for your generosity. You. So he's got a couple of copies that he found. He's going to give one away. Uh, how do you win this copy? Well, so, on Tuesday morning... Yeah, you want to go for it? Oh, no, go for it. No, go ahead. Tuesday morning, we're going to put out a tweet with this episode in it, linking to this episode. This is when it usually goes live for any of you who aren't watching live. Uh, with that tweet, all you have to do is like the tweet and retweet it yourself, and you'll be entered into a raffle. And then we reveal on the show next Sunday who won it. We'll reach out, get shipping information from you, and you will be the proud owner of Deacon and his motorcycle. So thank you, Dan. That's really awesome. And now, for our main quest, <gasps> PS5 Showcase Boom. Impressions. Boom. Now, for those of you who aren't watching the video, Holden, you're not booing us, right? You're booming? No, I said boom. Is that what you're saying? Boom. Okay, I thought you were like, boo. boo. No. No. <laughs> for those of you who are not Definitely watching not. the video, just know that this week, for the background, all the transitions, all those sexy transitions with the sacred symbols that we saw in the video, they're playing in the background behind us right now. So just imagine that as you listen to our smooth, sultry voices. It's so good. It looks good. I'm looking at it right now. It looks good. It does look good. It looks good. Okay, so here we go. The PS5 was finally shown off this week. We have a ton of information that we got from it. A ton of really, really sexy looking games. And because there's so much information, rather than like talking, like reading all of it, and then recapping and talking about it, we're just going to go. We're just going to go, man. We're going to talk about one thing at a time. We'll discuss it. We'll move on. And then at the end, we'll talk about the sexy hardware. Well, how do I feel about it? Who knows? It's impossible to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so starting with, in a weird <laughs> twist of events, GTA V was the first thing that they show on this. A game I thought from they were the trolling us hardcore. I when I saw this edition, I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be a bad event. <laughs> if they're starting with GTA five. <laughs> I got really nervous. <laughs> uh it's coming to PS5 in 2021, which was the the announcement there. It's expanded and enhanced. We don't quite know what that means, but it is. Um it will be the They've GTA said, online. Oh, they have said how it's gonna be expanded. They have said I, I just saw this very shortly after before we started recording. But they're gonna add some new content to the game and they're also gonna beef up the graphics a little bit. So I don't think they're gonna be super, super major. I don't think it's gonna be like a DLC pack like they did with Grand Theft Auto 4. They had like the digital stories they released afterwards, but they're they said they're adding new content to it. So cool. GTA Online will be available as a free standalone thing on PS5 for launch. And I think that's going to be available for three months at launch. Like, you have three months to, to download and play that for free. It does require PlayStation Plus. And then if you are playing GTA Online now on PS4, then every single month that you play, you'll get a million extra dollars in GTA cash until GTA 5 launches on PS5. That's so insane. Understand? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good marketing right there for your game. You're like, hey, yeah, go play all of our old shit. Absolutely. Here's all this free money so that when it comes to, GTA, to PS5, you're excited. Also, you'll have so much stuff on it that you'll want to keep playing because you'll have things you've bought. You'll have that car that you like a lot now. Like, super smart. Super, super smart. Yep. So they started the conference with that, which I get it. It's, it's a game that sold over 100 million copies. It's insane. Everyone loves it. So they want to let people know it's coming. But then they got to the real meat. Starting with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, baby. When he put his hand out... At the very beginning of the trailer, and then you saw like the the shrapnel and like oh my god! We, at first, I was like, "Is that infamous?" And we were on a call. There were five of us on a call together, just watching it. 
We're like, oh my God, is that infamous? Is it infamous coming back? And then you see the Spider-Man mask and you're like, holy shit, it's Miles Morales. Blew my mind. Dan, did you freak out when you knew that it was coming holiday 2020? I, I had the same exact thought you did of, is, is this infamous? Like, really? And then I seen the mask and I'm just like, yes! Just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even contain myself. <laughs> I, I just, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm speechless. I was, I was, I was floored. Like the, the game itself looked great. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I love that it's Miles Morales and we get to play as Miles Morales. But then when they revealed holiday 2020, that's when I was like, that's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way that game is ready yet. Um, but it is ready. It is coming 2020. And we know a little bit more about that now after some, some less than great um, messaging from a bunch of different sources. But here we go. After the <laughs> announcement, Sony Interactive Entertainment's head of European business, Simon <laughs> Rudder, made some confusing statements during an interview with The Telegraph. Spider-Man Miles Morales is an expansion and enhancement to the original, Sony clarifies. Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle says this. Uh, it explained that it could be referred to as an expansion and enhancement to the previous game, and he went on to say that there's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but also within the game, as well as there's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine, obviously deploying some of the major PS5 technology and features. Insomniac, the makers of the game, then clarified, no, it is a standalone game itself. Uh, and then Jason Schreier at Bloomberg also chimed in to say that the scope of Miles Man, Sp Miles Man, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Man is kind of the equivalent of Uncharted Lost Legacy and Uncharted 4. So it sounds like it's going to be kind of a downloadable, not downloadable, that's not a word that describes games in the last decade. It is a smaller scale, smaller size version of the Spider-Man game we know and love, starring Miles Morales as its own standalone thing. And that's cool because it's going to be in the same vein of like infamous first light. Exactly. You know? So I, I'm totally okay with that because that you're, you're getting a little bit of a little bit of cheesecake before you get to the big old big cheesecake. <laughs> Just I, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> some cheesecake. It's an appetizer cheesecake. <laughs> it's like when they come around with a little cheese tray, but it's cheesecake on toothpicks. And yep. then later they come out with a plate of cheesecake on it. And like, oh, good. More of this that I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more excited about it knowing it's a shorter game. Because that my biggest complaint about Spider-Man is I just thought it was too long. I got so bored of the story. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that game. Because I just, I don't know, Peter Parker's boring to me at this point. But I'm like, Miles Morales, I don't know much about his character. I'm excited to see more about him i'm excited to see his powers and how they're different than peter parker's powers what his life is like versus peter parker's life because i know about uncle ben i know about aunt may i know about mary jane i know gwen stacy i'm down with all i get all that it's cool i've seen so many movies over the past like yeah. you know decade and a half or two decades now actually and this gets me excited i will play this game mostly because it seems like it's going to be the game to get on ps5 this year because nothing else had a release date on it um well, yeah, actually, yeah, none of the other Sony exclusives had, or PlayStation exclusive, like studio games, had release dates on them that I can think of. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely going to play it. But it, it's been odd yeah. messaging around it, for sure. Even I mean, if the they... PlayStation... Go ahead, Dan, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, even if they keep this somewhere between, you know, 10 to 15 hours, I think that's a, a big enough game to, to, to get the point across on what they're trying to do, to fill in that backstory and, and kind of... Mm -hmm. 
bring the universe of which is Insomniac's Insomniac's version of Spider-Man together. So I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, and like Lost Legacy did that well enough. And I think like I think Lost Legacy is a I haven't played Miles Morales, but if it is like Lost Legacy, I'm glad they said that now. It's not going to be hugely different. It's basically going to be Uncharted, like, uh, like sorry, like uh, the last game, just like Uncharted. Lost Legacy was very much like Uncharted, just a smaller version of it, but it was still meaty enough that I felt like I was playing a full game. Like I didn't feel like it was a DLC expansion. Like it was definitely bigger than that with Lost Legacy. I like it for two reasons. Uh, I I like it because one, it's a it's a cool new story in Spider-Man, but I know it's not the sequel because there's still a lot to Peter Parker's story that we don't know and that I really want to continue and learn about. So I, I like knowing that it's not Spider-Man 2, but it is its own standalone separate thing. But I also like it that it's a smaller experience that it lets Insomniac kind of experiment with the new hardware and the new features so that they can really nail it when Spider-Man 2 comes around. Because the, the, they had mentioned here in this article that you've got here, uh, the first nine new PS5 games from Herman Holst, it says that there will be highly detailed character models, enhanced visuals across the game, intensify the story of Miles Morales as he faces great new challenges while learning to be his own Spider-Man. But we're also going to see things like the dual sense being roped in, like all the technology of the haptics being roped in. So this is this is a way for Insomniac to play around in kind of a low-stakes environment, of not a full-fledged game, before they actually mm-hmm. make something really big with Spider-Man 2. So I'm excited on multiple fronts. And next... Something that was not a real big secret because of multiple leaks beforehand. Gran Turismo <laughs> 7. There's no release window for this one, but it is a PS5 exclusive game. Uh, what did you guys think about Racing games we've talked about are always really good ways to show off graphics on next-gen systems. So I was excited to see that. But what did you guys think of Gran Turismo 7? When I first watched it in the event with the blurry footage, because it was kind of a little compressed because just everyone was streaming it, I'm like, man, this does not look that great. I'm actually kind of surprised. And then I watched it just on a normal YouTube video running at a much higher resolution. And it the cars themselves look unreal. The environments I I was a little let down by. Like the trees still very much look like trees in current gen games right now. But the cars are beautiful with amazing reflections that race they love showing off the ray tracing. Like you go out of this tunnel and look at how the light just opens up when you come out of the tunnel. Like they like showing off the ray tracing. So it was okay. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that every time Sony shows off a new console, there's there's always you know a core couple games that you're going to get. You know you're probably going to get a Gran Turismo at the time. You know in the PS2 era, you know you're probably going to get a Twisted Metal, things like that. But I think it's exactly what it is. You know, it's a good way to show off the hardware, show off all the, all the new features, and you know what 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 you can expect from first party studios. And I, and I think there's no better no better way than to to have it be shown off with like things like Gran Turismo. Not a yeah. fan personally, but I I appreciate what they do. Yeah, I'm the same way. Looking at it, I was like, God, that's gorgeous. Oh my God, these look at the, the what they're able to do with this game is awesome. But I know as soon as I pick up the the sim, like any racing sim, I'm just completely in the wall the whole time, and I hate my experience with it. And I'm terrible <laughs> at it. Like what I have to break? Uh, <laughs> this is stupid. Hold on, I'm gonna let you gush about this next one. Oh, okay. So Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was announced. No release window was provided, but it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and they're definitely taking advantage of that. Um, they showed off the trailer, then they showed off a little bit of gameplay after that, and boy, was that trailer. I, we, it was insane. First of all, I feel like when they showed up Knack, uh, I think people said, oh man, PS4 games really look like 
Pixar games or Pixar movies. And I believed it back then. And now I'm like, this is this looks like a Pixar movie. Now, now this looks like a Pixar movie has such an insanely high fidelity of resolution. It blew my mind. Have you guys seen the screenshots like the 4K direct feed yes. screenshots? Yeah. Yes. Holy shit. They look like paintings. There's nothing wrong with them visually at all. There's nothing. It looks perfect. It's insane. Super, super impressed by that. The part where Ratchet is going through the different dimension portals and falling into different worlds continuously, that's what I wanted to see in this event. Because I saw that and it instantly was like, SSD. That's what the SSD is doing right there. That's how it helps games. That looks incredible. I'm all for it. So that was the moment where I was at this PS5 event. I'm thinking, okay, I have seen what next gen is now. This demonstrated next gen very, very effectively for me. It's perfect. It's perfect. I can't wait. Those are my thoughts. I'm getting. I'm getting just talking about it. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I've oddly enough never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Like for. For being so excited about most things PlayStation, I've never played Ratchet and Clank. So maybe I'll put that on the list too with uh, with Fable Anniversary. 100% down for that. I was actually thinking, I want to put that on Barf because I want to play it again. So if you put it on, I'm all for it. And if it was it a PlayStation Plus I will put it on the game, list. So most everybody already has it who's worth anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's 20 bucks, I think. So like, even if you don't own it, it's super worth it. Yeah. Very, very excited. Then we got a little I thing my- from Square Enix. Yeah. We got Project and, Athea. And, and and from Gary Witta, writer Gary Witta. Yeah, and Gary Witta. This is a an interesting thing because I, I cannot remember the last time that we got an exclusive game to PlayStation from Square Enix because Final Fantasy VII Remake is a timed exclusive, but it's also coming to PC and eventually everything else. But this is, designed in quotes, designed exclusively for PlayStation 5. Uh, so this was really, really exciting for me to see. We don't really know much about it other than just like some moods that you get from the trailer and kind of the general theme of what you'll be doing. But I was really excited to see this. And I think it's pretty astounding that it's coming from Square Enix. Very cool visuals in it as well. I'm not even talking about like the graphics. The graphics look good. But like there's just some really great art direction in this trailer, which is Square Enix. That's so unsurprising. But like the, like the, what is it? It's like a giant flower with an eye in the middle of it that was kind of popping up on the ground. Do you remember that? Like, that was yep. so cool looking. Very nice stuff. Two things about this game that that caught my attention as far as, you know, for this particular game is it just shows that, like, the relationship that Sony has with these third-party developers. And I think that's really cool, and, and I'm assuming that Sony has given these guys just as much creative uh control as they do their first party studios so uh, just something exclusive from a third party i mean we see it but i guess maybe not too often and the fact that that this is going to be one of those things just kind of makes me wonder what are other studios talking with sony about so it's it's exciting yeah Jay in the chat just asked, wasn't that the game they showed off for Unreal Engine 5? Unreal Engine 5 was just a tech demo. It's not any specific game. Right. Uh, the... Oh, I just totally lost my, my train of thought. Oh, no, so what that... Sorry, that kind of on that, on that same idea of them talking to the third-party developers, one of the things I was really shocked and excited to see during this was that from this announcement video, I assumed worldwide studios and playstation studios were the same thing 
Like maybe Sony's first party Worldwide Studios were just going to get rebranded as PlayStation Studios. But it's not because we saw several things like Housemark, which we'll talk about in a little bit, come up with a PlayStation Studios thing. And I was like, oh, so this is an entirely different thing where it's just like maybe Sony funded or Sony published. And and they're allowing these third parties to finally kind of like make exclusive shit with probably all the same freedoms that they, as you mentioned, as they allow for their first party studios. So to see that that actually meant like that PlayStation stamp of quality on third party stuff in addition to their first party, that gets me really excited. And I think that goes back to something that Jim Ryan or wow, Jim Ryan, yeah, what Jim I have a brain fart. Yeah. Jim Ryan, yeah, said, um, you know, here going forward, starting with I believe The Last of Us Part Two, they're going to have that PlayStation Studios uh, uh, like intro at the beginning of the games. And I think he did mention, if I remember the art, I can't, I can't name the article right offhand, but talking about um that would be on anything third party that they're funding that's so awesome. that's that's really cool too don't then quote me but i'm just trying to remember i'm gonna put in fact the tweet for this episode will have that direct quote with your name attached to it <laughs> perfect you're <laughs> already straight. setting me up to get roasted yes <laughs> coming 2021 this game where you play as a cat in a neon city dope you've got my attention it's coming to PS4 and PS5 and then PC at a later date. Um, I'm excited for that. Looks gorgeous. I've always wanted to be a cat roaming around a town. That's it. That's all I've got to say. And that's I'm down for it. That's kind of the the general thing that I've gotten from this. Even the games like Stray, which are just like things I've never heard of. They're like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea from a studio that maybe I haven't played a lot of games from. Like, even that got me excited. Every single thing, we'll see this as a trend. Every single thing on this list is something that I'm excited about, with the exception of one this thing and, that I'm not into. But <laughs> Yeah, this and Animal Degrassi, I'm so on board for it. Animal Degrassi, yes. <laughs> God, I'm so brilliant. Uh, next up, we have Returnal. Again, no release date provided. It's a PS5 exclusive. Returnal, uh, refresh my memory. What was this one? That was with the, this was, with the This was the Housemark one, right? Yeah, Housemark, yep. yep. So this is from that the creators cool. of Resogun and... Um, uh next next machina i think is the name of it uh, and this is mm-hmm. their f- i think their very first non-arcade game like they said hey by the way arcade yeah. games aren't profitable for us but this looks really really cool i love that it's a female protagonist um kind of exploring in a cool space suit and again yeah it's a playstation studios first party awesome and, and then they the return was that Oh, I was just gonna say that one also gave gave me Death Stranding vibes. So that's that yeah. caught my attention oh, yeah. right away. Yeah. Then we got the Return of Sackboy, everybody. Little Big Planet's <clears throat> mascot in Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Uh, it will be a PS5 exclusive, obviously. I think what was interesting about this one was that it's not branded Little Big Planet. It's not from mm-hmm. Media Molecule, uh, but it is still obviously they're building Sackboy as a mascot. I was personally really excited to see Sackboy go into the third dimension, like with 3D platforming. I think Holden, you mm-hmm. made a really good comparison between it and 3D land or 3D, 3D world, world, like Super Mario 3D world. Roughly the same thing, yep. 3D world, yeah. Rather than like a full-fledged Mario 64 type thing. And that's, yeah, I'm really excited to see that. And I'll probably, I enjoyed Little Big Planet 1 and 2. I never played 3, but I'm excited to play that. And I hope it has online multiplayer on it. This is, yeah, I'm excited for this, and this applies, too, to Astro's Playroom, which we're talking a little bit, too, but I'm really just happy to see third, per, oh, not third person, uh, 3D platformers that are exclusive to Sony, because I feel like Mario's really the only 3D platformer that's w- kind of worthwhile in the sense that, like, people look forward to them, like, it's a landmark game when it comes out, and they're so good 
that no one else seems to be kind of doing that as well. So I'm really excited to see Sony is kind of taking on that mantle. Uh, this looks fantastic. Also, too, just going to the graphics again, watching this trailer not in the live stream, but like l- l- afterwards, just not streaming from like as a live premiere. Yeah. God, Sackboy just looks amazing. He's got like these little hairs coming off of him that are so noticeable and distinct, but it's it's really amazing how good that looks. It's just it's really impressive. Yeah, that same day I went back and watched all the trailers again basically in their 4K versions like the standalone YouTube videos and it's it is staggering. It is if you have not if you just watched the video live and you have not actually gone back and and watched them standalone 4K it's amazing. You should definitely do it. That's what I'm going to have to do after this night. Yes! Night. Haven't done that yet. <laughs> and then one of maybe my top five games from this entire event, Demolition All-Stars. This was the... It's the car. It looks like hero cars, maybe, similar to, like, Twisted Metal. Uh, you're just going around beating the shit out of all the other cars. It looks fun as hell. It looks like it's going to be a perfect game night game for us and our patrons. Uh, no release date on it. PS5 exclusive. It is a PlayStation Studios game as well, so it's probably not going to come anywhere else. But I'm pumped on this, and I know Matt was super excited for this one too. I can parkour on top of a moving car and blow it up and get off that car. Absolutely. Sign me up. I want that game. <laughs> so here's the thing about 100%. this game. If, if you see you look, anything bad, Dan, like anything I, bad, get out of here. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say, but I do. They have the, the name All-Stars in there. Now, there's a little game oh, that came yeah. out on PS3 called PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. And Vita. And Vita. So I'm I'm holding on to a li- holding on to some hope that we are gonna see another <laughs> All-Stars game. Do you think I that think maybe this, this will just a... be this will be like you'll have this generic set of characters that are the heroes, and then you can get DLC for like all the other Sony first party people, maybe? I that want be that. Wicked. I want that. I... For sure. I wish that they had turned this into like the PlayStation All Stars, but kept it the demolition kind of derby style game that it is. But you have like Nathan Drake in a Jeep, and you have Kratos on like a chariot, and you have like <laughs> you know uh, what's the twisted metal clown guy and his ice cream sweet tooth, on. sweet tooth. I never played twisted metal before, uh, so I, I think that'd be really cool to to see all that and like sack boys and some weird like handmade contraption that like doesn't actually resemble a car but still moves. Um, like I think that'd be super cool. So like, I think it's the only. Thing that I want from this game, but I love your idea about adding DLC with these characters. They need to do that. Why wouldn't they? It sounds great. Maybe they want it to be its own brand first, and then they can start adding in. Yeah, right? they, they want to see if they like these characters can hold their own and become beloved characters themselves. And then if not, then oh, maybe we'll throw some people that we know they love in there. Yeah, Sam Porter oh, Bridge. Dri- Sam Porter Bridge is driving a BT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's just in. He's just in the walking suit, just moving super fast in the walking suit, just grabbing cars and throwing them. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to Kena, 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 Bridge of Spirits, and this is the game I feel like was brought up most often afterwards in like our various group chats, but no one could remember. All we know is that it's the K game. It's the K game. Um, but this one came up a lot, and it's one that I'm really excited for. This is the one that had like like the magic and like the little critters that run around that are like the black furry things. This so looks cute. super cool and super fun. It's a PS5 time exclusive later on PS uh, later on PC. There's no release date, um, but Epic Game Store does list a 2020 release window. And it's going to be exclusive. So there's an interview. I can't remember who the Sony executive they're interviewing, but he said that 
every game, thir- thir- we announced 13 games that are going to be exclusive to PlayStation 5 for either a few months or a few years. He didn't say anything about weeks. So I'm assuming this is like a launch title, and then it's going to be coming out at the tail end of 2020 on PC. How else could it come out in 2020 on PC if it's going to be a timed exclusive on PS5 for a while? I have no idea. I don't but, know. It depends on when holiday 2020 is and PS5 is launching. It could mean that's true. the holiday of, uh, I don't know. Valentine's Day, actually. It could be referred to Valentine's right. Day. It could launch on Valentine's Day, Day 2020. <laughs> and they yep, and they realize that they've it's already passed, so they got to do it next year. It's a huge mess. Yeah. Not likely. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not likely at all. This game looks, first of all, just, in, again, like so many games at this event, it looks insanely gorgeous. Same Pixar comments as Ratchet and Clank, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I this is up there amongst my favorite games announced just because it's the most Zelda like one and the just the shot of uh, Kino walking into the town and there's the mountain in the background. I got some hardcore walking to Kakariko in Breath of the Wild vibes, but on a PS5 with way more lush graphics. I am so on board for this game. I can't wait. Hell yeah! Uh, Hell this yeah. next game, Goodbye Volcano High, which I. So aptly named Animal Degrassi. <laughs> Coming 2021. Yeah, I said it on stream, bro. I said it on stream oh. while we were watching it together. Oh, I totally blanked on it. PS4. I wrote it in here that it stuck in my head, and I put it in the note thinking it was my own idea. But you're right. You did say it during the stream. Did, it's it totally stuck. It's catchy. PS4, PS5, and PC. This one has like a... It's a, definitely like an anime-drawn art style. I don't quite know what gameplay looks like from this based on the trailer. But it gave me Night in the Woods vibes, and I did not like that game. I played several hours of that game and said, no, thank you. So I'm, this is the one game of the entire stream, which is great for the stream, that I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that one. 100% agree. It wasn't for me. I gave me I, The first thing that came to my, my mind was uh, um, Life is Strange, just oh, with the music. Strange. Oh, oh that's a very, Actually, those are, those are really good I started games. Life is Strange really late at night one night and literally the opening scene i fell asleep during not because the game was bad but then i just never got back to it those are the vibes i got from it but other than that it was something that i'll probably pass on myself uh we've got a game of the year oh man we've got a list we've got a list let's try to breeze through some of these odd world soulstorm <laughs> uh no release date listed for odd world coming to ps4 ps5 and pc i was very surprised to see that this was like it looks good i've never i've never been into Oddworld just because it looks gross and i have this weird thing about games that are gross looking <laughs> which is why i can't play fallout because it's too brown and gross or dishonored because <laughs> the hands are too big and yeah i can't weirdly enough dishonored could be a great game it 100 percent could but the hands on the characters are too big and i can't i can't play it because the hands are they're bigger than their faces every time we talk about this i can only think i think it was chandler and friends who like will dump girls for stupid reasons like they say supposedly supposedly and he's like dump them <laughs> that's you and dishonored it's like the hands are too big i can't do the entire game yep <laughs> supposedly but that looks <laughs> it looks good it looks good it does i might play it it does Ghostwire Tokyo makes a return. Uh, we saw this at E3 last year, I think it was. Um, coming 2021. This one will be exclusive for a time to PS5 and PC, uh, and then possibly coming to Series X at a later date. That uh, just this looks good. Quote, to cite the rumor, this applies to Ghostwire Tokyo, and later on we talk about um, Deathloop. Right. Jeff Keighley is the one who spread the rumor that it's going to become to series X at some point, which is basically like the word of God or Jason Schreier. So it's probably going to happen. It's right. Hardly a rumor at that point. 
Dan, you gave us two thumbs up on this one. You like it? I'm super excited for this game. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Akumi Nakamura was used to be the head of this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until until she yep. left. Um, but I, I feel I feel like this is just a game that you know is it's so weird, and everything about it just makes me want to know more because of how weird it is. And the fact that I get so many different vibes from it, you know, I get vibes of like the ring and just a different, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. It just really, I, ha- I want to play it. I want to know more. Yep, me too. That's kind of where this I'm is, at. I remember seeing it at E3 and I was like, man, that's a cool game. But then I saw it here and I was like, I don't even remember that game being that at E3. But whatever I saw at the PS5 event, it was like, I'm really interested in that. Maybe it was the same thing and I just forgot about it from E3. But I remember seeing it now and it's like, holy shit, that looks really cool. I can't wait to play it. Oh, yeah. Then we got Jet the Far Shore coming holiday 2020. So this looks like it might be a launch window type thing. Kind of a PS4, PS5, and PC. This one is from the Super Brothers guys who made Sword and Sorcery on iOS, which is my favorite iOS game. So just on that alone, along with the art style, I am super pumped for this, even though we don't really know a whole lot about it. The art style grabbed me instantly before they even said Super Brothers. As soon as that they opened up to kind of like the brown, it's brown. Why do I like the game? It's mostly brown. From what they, showed. <laughs> they show the opening kind of area was kind of brown, and immediately just went like, "This looks really good." Instantly, like very captivating, uh, captivating art style. Even though it's not the like, highest graphics, it just has that art style that grabs you immediately. Very good stuff. But so did the uh, sword and sorcery. So not surprising. Then we got Godfall. We all knew this was coming to PS5. This is the very first PS5 game ever announced. Uh, coming this holiday 2020 to PS5 and PC. And it looks badass. I don't remember liking this game the first time I saw it. Maybe you haven't seen anything about it. But whenever I heard about it, I was like, oh, that seems generic. But seeing it here, I was like, whoa, nope. That's definitely a game I'm it was, this holiday. They had like one of those CGI trailers where it's like, big dudes with swords walk up and look up at a really tall tower. Godfall, <laughs> PlayStation 5. Like, that's what the trailer was. It was a super generic Game Awards trailer. But it looks better here for sure. Yeah, and actually seeing gameplay was good. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember Solar Ash. Who knows about Solar Ash? Solar Ash was the same team as um, Hyper Light Drifter. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This is the one where it's Brent said, I love when games have art styles. I was like, well, technically every game has an art style, Brent. <laughs> we knew what he meant, friend. though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's coming 2021. Hitman 3. Holden, you want to jizz a little bit? I want to jizz a little bit. Uh, this looks fantastic. I still haven't played Hitman 2, even though I really want to. It's like Hitman 1 a lot, and Absolution was good. That's the only ones I've played. Don't hate me, because I've played the really <laughs> classic Hitman games. But this looks fantastic. Uh, just, just because it's a Hitman game coming out, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the opening level they showed off was in Dubai, and you're on a really tall tower. And they showed you like basically pulling a Tom Cruise in... Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol, like climbing up the tower. Except there's a bunch of clouds. You can't see the ground. So if you fall, it could be like a two-foot drop. I don't actually know. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's very high up. It looks good. It's also coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and to the PC. So it's coming everywhere. And that's in January. It comes really soon. That was that was a big surprise for me. I did not expect that. From IO Interactive, too. Now that they got that the license back to it from mm-hmm. Square Enix. Then we got Astro's Playroom. I saw this and I was really excited for seeing Astrobot. And then I was like, oh wait, this is this is not gonna be a full-fledged game. And yes, this is a game that will be installed on every PS5. Uh, and it's basically there as like the Wii Sports to like take you through the system features. There are four worlds all focusing on a different feature of the system to kind of 
as a proof of concept demo of sorts. Still, it's still good, super though. cute. I think Astro is really yeah. cute. Goes back to that. 3D platformer and I'm taking that seriously. So I'm just excited for that anyway. It's going to come with the system. Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> the Devil Inside. This one also, again, has an art style. It's Little Devil Inside. It's Little Devil Inside. Oh, you're right. The Little, the devil, little inside. devil Inside. You're right. I don't you're know right, why I did right. Devil Inside. Oops. Uh, the website says it will be coming to PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Wii U. Uh, it started as a Kickstarter <laughs> back in 2015. Doesn't have a release date, but obviously everything we saw in the event was running on PS5. Uh, yeah, this is I another one the, of those that I'm pumped for. Yeah, I think that the Wii, I think the website's outdated. I don't think it's coming to Wii U anymore. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> it might come to Switch at this point because I think Hollow Knight the same thing. Hollow Knight is supposed to come to, to Wii U, and they changed it to Switch when. Um, yeah, this looks gorgeous. This looks so good. This is probably my favorite art style of the event. Except yeah. for the guy's googly eyes. They're so weird looking. <laughs> Don't hate on googly eyes. He can't control it. He was born that way. <laughs> and then we got NBA 2K21 with the most realistic looking sweat and floors of any game shown off <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that game looks dope. I'm not an NBA person, but if I were, I'd be jizzing over that game. Yeah, I was gonna look at the consoles it came to, and I'm like, it's just gonna come to everything. Yeah, I don't, you know, so I don't know what everything. it's coming to, but it's coming. There's to gonna everything. be a shitty port of it on Switch that charges you a lot of money for haircuts, and then it's coming to everything else as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll need an SD card for it. Yes, and no, then no game sweat, of no the show. Kind of bugs and kind of snacks. Something blob eat my ass. It's coming holiday 2020. It's bug snacks, everybody. The two and a half minute trailer showing monsters eating bugs that are shaped like foods and then their hands become wieners and they have cinnamon cinnamon buns on their head. This game is one of those games that as we saw it, I was like, wow, this is not visually impressive at all. I'm not into it. And then the more that that theme song creeped into my brain over the next 24 hours... I fell in love with this game. I might put that song in my vows, in my wedding vows. And so, Demon Souls, you guys, we'll talk about <laughs> Demon Souls. <laughs> and Damn. if you haven't seen the Resident Evil Eight trailer with the Bug Snacks theme song over top of it, you should watch that too. <laughs> but yes, I next up, Demon Souls. They this has been rumored for a ton that Blue Point's been working on this game. Turns out it's real. It is getting. It is like straight up being remade, not just like higher definition. Like it's getting a Shadow of the Colossus remake, but also more. I've watched the side by side comparison of the PS3 version and this version on IGN, and like these environments, some of them look completely different than they did on PS3. Um, you can see the inspiration, but it is like there's the one where he's in like a canal of some kind, looking. There's a tower in the background, and like you can tell it was inspired, but it feels like a different environment. Yeah, and looks insanely good looking insanely good looking holy shit this is one of those games if you guys remember way back in the day when i told you that i had platinum demon souls three separate times that's right so uh, so i am incredibly hyped for this game incredibly hyped and i, I thought you were gonna I, say I, i'm incredibly over demon souls after playing <laughs> it <laughs> several no, times not even close Th this is this is the my jizz in my pants as well <laughs> one of one of them <laughs> one of many many jisms um hold on you've got a link here that says there might be a new level yeah so there was 
this is just speculation from the community. Basically, there's a, a shot in the trailer that shows like a, a wintry landscape, like wintry mountains with lots of snow and all that. And that wasn't in the original game, but there was a level that they were making for Demon Souls. Demon Souls originally they got cut that was in like a, uh, a wintry kind of mountain landscape, but they cut it. And the rumor is, is that they're going to add it back into this game. And here's why I think that makes sense. The thing that was always confusing to me about the Demon Souls rumors is that it seemed like it was likely to happen, but then Bluepoint would say things like, it's our most ambitious game we've ever worked on. And I'm like, is Demon Souls really more ambitious than Shadow of the Colossus? But if they're making a whole new level from scratch, that would be their biggest endeavor yet as a studio. So I think that does make complete sense. Dope. I'm excited. I haven't played that game since it came out. I, bu- I beat it. It took me forever to beat it, but I finally beat it. Now I'm excited to play it again. We I've saw- never played it, ev- not gonna, even once. You're going to love it. You're going to like I the way you look. Wait. I guarantee it. Men's Warehouse. <laughs> 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 we got another look at Deathloop again. Uh, no release window on this one. Coming to Xbox Series X later as well, but this is one of those that's kind of timed exclusive on PS5 and PC, which is cool. This is the Jeff um, Keighley rumor as well. So be, yeah, this is one of those it might not Jeff happen, Keighley but spreading it's some rumors. very likely to happen. But one of the best trailers that we saw the whole time, Resident Evil Village, or Resident Evil 8, coming 2021, PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. We saw that a lot of the rumors we've heard are true. The snowy mountains, the werewolves. I am fucking pumped for this. It looks It's that first person again, like Resident Evil 7 was. Whew. Got the return of Chris this- Redfield. Mm-hmm. And it's a next gen exclusive game. Yep. Which is super exciting. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I, this looks fantastic. It I've liked Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 7. 3 remake was fine. And <laughs> I don't have much experience with the other games too much outside of that. So this looks different enough. This looks very different than Resident Evil 7, especially, that I'm very excited to get into this. I'm curious. There wasn't a single zombie in the whole trailer. That's kind of cool. Like, they're changing things up. And I don't mind that it's super different because I kind of feel... I know this isn't true of Resident Evil. It has an ongoing story technically. But to me, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 remake don't have anything to do with each other. It's like, I don't need this two either. And this looks very different. And I'm excited because it looks different. Yep. I can get to say about Village. Oh, I'm I'm super pumped for this game. I absolutely loved Resident Evil Se- Resident Evil Seven. It cared it scared the absolute shit out of me. Hands down. Uh it's one of the reasons why I want to pick up a VR just so I can play that game again. Hundred percent you should. I played the whole thing in VR and it was terrifying. I, I shit myself forty thousand times. It was <laughs> <laughs> I played it for forty five minutes in VR and I almost threw it from nausea. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Pragmata coming in 2022 on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Remind me again what Pragmata was. That was the one, the space space suit in the middle of uh, Times Square, the little like blonde girl. (gasps) Oh yeah, the whole time we were like, is this Call of Duty? No, this isn't Call of Duty. This isn't a dance. It's not. Whatever it was, it's not Call of Duty. It looks dope. I don't know what it is. Unless this is like. You know, oh, we're releasing this game called The Phantom Pain. Just kidding. It's actually Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) The Phantom Pain. It's like Pragmata. Actually, it's Call of Duty Pragmata. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And then the bell of the ball, everybody. Horizon Forbidden West. Dan, your turn to jizz. He already jizzed his pants. 
I, I'm every anybody who knows me, they they know how much I love Horizon Zero Dawn. It was the first game that I played in a, in a really long time where I went out of my way to do absolutely everything, collect all the collectibles. Even after the platinum, I I went back. I did the Frozen Wilds. I did everything that that game had to offer. I went as far as you know going and just watching youtube videos of explaining the story if there was something that i didn't understand just so i could become more engrossed in this world and it was funny because when the trailer started playing i was watching it and i heard aloy talk which i'm just I, it just didn't click right away and i'm just like okay okay and then you know when it when it cut off and it showed the first um was it like an alligator type creature i just lost my marbles they were gone they weren't coming back and it was just <laughs> so fucking excited for this game and i was not expecting them to show this i really wasn't you weren't expecting it i was not expecting it i was not expecting to see as much as we did like to see all of these crazy it looks like it's going to be a huge game with all the different varied environments that we saw in this trailer it looks like horizon zero dawn is already big but this looks like it's going to be enormous and underwater, like being able to swim underwater and have this like rebreather and things like that, Star Wars style, and like explore with the alligator monster in the water. Oh my god, I'm so f I cannot, I cannot let you know how disappointed I am that Holden hates this game because I want him <laughs> to be as excited as I am. <laughs> like that's my biggest regret in life is letting Holden hate this game this long. What? What? Oh, poof! So here's here's the story there. Just because I, I that was that was a lot of hate thrown my way. <laughs> no I cap. Have to respond. No cap. <laughs> so I am a huge, huge, huge Zelda fan, and I played Breath of the Wild, and then I went to Horizon Zero Dawn, and I got so accustomed to how open world design was handled in Breath of the Wild that going from that and immediately playing Horizon Zero Dawn, it just felt archaic. The world design felt like old style open world games that I had played. Whereas this trailer kind of shows uh, Al um, Aloy climbing up a mountain. And was that like part of a cutscene, or was that like an in engine cutscene, or was that something you can do in the game? And if it is, Oh man, I am all for an open air open world game for the same reason. I'm excited for ghost of Tsushima because it has that same kind of open air style to it. I I'd be very excited if that is how this game is. What I think is funny. If I can, Going a little bit of a tangent here, <laughs> and this is about speculation here, but here's the thing that's funny. If you compare the stories of Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn, obviously Horizon Zero Dawn has a far more robust story, clearly, but if you compare the stories of the two, they're both about a world that's been overtaken by machines. It's the Guardians in Breath of the Wild, and it's like the robot dinosaur things that are all over the place in Horizon Zero Dawn, and... Like that's kind of the crux of both of those games. The rumors for Breath of the Wild 2 are that there is some sort of like malice that has taken over the land and taking over parts of the land and you have to get rid of that stuff and heal the land. And it looks like this game is about uh, something spread across the land that's killing the land and you have to get rid of it. <laughs> it just seems like both games have like the same the whole idea of like great minds think alike and they're just both franchises are thinking in the same direction in some ways. I think that's just very funny speculation because two of those things are based off of rumors and i'm assuming something else from the trailer but it's still funny we'll see how that pans out either way though it looks fantastic and i do want to go back and play horizon zero dawn because i want to give it a fair chance and this is definitely motivation to do that because this looks remarkable the world looks so realized the just the underwater portions blew my mind 
they look just the, beneath the seaweed kind of just waving around the water. I'm like, that looks photorealistic right there. And underwater and it, stuff is hard to pull off. That's incredibly impressive. Go ahead. And this is one of those things where, um, you know, when, 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 when Gorilla released Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, this wasn't, obviously they're known, they're not known for third person open world games. So I'm just excited to see everything that they learned from the first game and how they can apply it to the second game. Because if there's anything that, you know, a lot of first party studios are good at, they're always good at moving forward with their games and, and, um, changing all the issues that maybe people had with like the, the first entry and the, the first entry. So a lot of the stuff you were talking about climbing and everything, that was an issue in horizon zero dawn where it's like, why can't I climb up there? Why not? <laughs> so I, I really feel like that that's something that, you know, one of the many things that they could approve upon, but I'm just so excited for this game. I like your comparison there of like first games, especially for PlayStation franchises. Like look at uncharted one versus uncharted two. Look at Jack and Daxter versus Jack and Daxter 2. Like, throughout the history of PlayStation, there have been franchises where it, it starts off like, hey, here's the idea. And then the second game is like, here's the idea up to 11, and we're just going <laughs> to keep going on that trajectory. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. That's... So, do you think we can make a little bet, Holden? Yeah. <gasps> so, this is another bet on top of a bet. Whoa, for a bet. Oh, God. <laughs> I challenge you to finish Horizon Zero Dawn and the Frozen Wilds before the PS5 is released. Is it a bet or a challenge? Or Yeah, a challenge. Well, okay. just a challenge. I guess not a bet, right. a challenge. I'm all for that. I would like to play it. And I think that the summer is going to be kind of, well, Last of Us Part Two, then Ghost of Tsushima, and then you have a month off, and then Cyberpunk. I can get it done. I can do it. I think I can do it. But Dallas, do I'm sorry. That means I can't do Red Dead Redemption 2. Don't and do I'm Red Dead. That game's more... old. Old game's old. <laughs> It's newer than Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I will go back and do Red Dead Redemption 2 at some point, but I have more of a yearning to play Horizon Zero Dawn anyway. I've been talking about this for months, though. I've been, I've been wanting to go back and play the game for months. Finally, after that staggeringly beautiful game, we got what everyone was really waiting for, and I, I honestly didn't think we were going to get it, but we did. I'm floored we got it. Me too. So surprised. Me too. Even though the entire conference, we were all just saying, show the box, show the box. <laughs> like, I didn't think they were actually going to show the box. Uh, so they revealed the PlayStation 5, what it looks like. Uh, for you guys, if you weren't watching the stream, I'm actually playing the video on loop of the reveal, the three and a half minute reveal trailer of the consoles and the controllers and the headset and the remote and the camera. Uh, they announced the PlayStation 5 and then the PlayStation all digital version. There will be a 3D audio headset. There will be a charging station directly from Sony. There will be a new redesigned camera. And there will be a media remote. I know what Holden thinks because I was on the stream when we watched it together. Dan, oh, my thoughts have changed. Tell like, me all about ahead, yeah. it, Dan. I, so first of all, um, I'm completely blown away. I love the fact that they, that they broke away from what they've been doing with, the, with every... Uh, generation before and they just went and tried something new it's it's bold i love the fact that it, it looks like something that uh you're gonna be able to carry in to you know the next 10 years or however long this system lasts and and it's got it just i feel like it's something that is gonna fit perfect with anybody's setup 
it's it's almost like it's future proof in a way and it's it's just it looks so awesome yeah when they showed the the grill the lights going into the grill like all of that kind of converging them being the grill and then it then reveals the system itself i was like there dallas took a screenshot of us of us chatting video like my mouth was like completely wide open i was floored i was like holy shit this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen this is the sexiest console of all time by far um i just look i love everything about it all the small details there have been articles coming out that like all of the the texture on the console and the the controller and the headset and the camera are all actually the symbols the triangle circle square cross and they're not just like random texturing which is pretty cool uh but yeah this is the sexiest console of all time they they've come out and kind of said that they want the design of the console to be indicative of the kind of experiences you're going to have on it. They're going to be futuristic. They're going to be like transporting you into these crazy worlds, but it is something that also is going to like fit in your living room. Are you surprised that they showed off two right at launch? Not at all. No, why I, not? I, I, I had a feeling I made, I made a bet with a, uh, another, another friend of mine that they were going to do this, you know, because I mean, you know, with everything with going on with like COVID and all that stuff, you you did see a big spike in digital sales. So I think that's one of those things that, a as we move into more of a digital, um, why can't I? What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> a digital generation of anything. You know, I, I feel like it's a smart move. Um, I also think that the console might be a little expensive, so I think this is a good way to give people the opportunity to. Um, purchase a digital edition and save, you know, X amount of money and still have the full PS5 experience. Um, I just I figured it was something that they were going to do right off the bat. I think it's a smart move. The the pricing thing is something interesting. So yeah, I I, I think it's yeah it's going to be expensive console. Here's my kind of crackpot theory on, on this. Do you think it'd be a, a good move for them just to have them cost the same exact thing? That way they're not giving a bad incentive to like GameStop, for example, and having people go for a cheaper version is going to totally fuck over some of their partners, um, but also absorb the cost so that because this console is ex expensive and from some rumors we know, maybe more expensive than they thought it was going to be when they started getting into manufacturing that, hey, if we just charge the same price for the digital only edition and the regular PS5 of the disc, the money that we're not spending on the disc drive in this one console can just be absorbed as profit that will help out, help flatten the cost essentially um, for us overall. Um, I, I think I, from I a know, consumer like, standpoint, people would, they would riot. Like I don't think to they would say riot. maybe not riot, but they would be they would be <laughs> outraged. Like I can't believe that I'm getting one console for one price, and then the same console minus a huge feature for the same exact amount of money. In the interviews with executives that I've seen this week, there's this odd emphasis on no, 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 but they're the exact same thing. There's no additional features. There's nothing like there's so much emphasis on they're the same exact thing that I think it's because they want to price it the same exact, the same exact way. Um, my hope would be that they do price it the it. same, but that the digital-only version comes with a larger hard drive. That's the other thing I was thinking, too, is, is that you have two size SKUs for the PS5. We'll just hypothetically say for right now, one terabyte, two terabyte, even though we don't, it's going to be like 825 or something like that. But like yeah. one terabyte, yeah. We'll say one terabyte, two terabyte, just to make it easier to talk about. I don't have to say 825 every five seconds. So <laughs> only the physical version's available at 
you know, $500 for one terabyte. But at, you know, $600, you get two terabytes and the option to get the digital only version. I think that would make sense as well. Um, it, I don't know. I just feel like the number one reason why we haven't seen digital only consoles until recently is that they don't want to upset their partners, but they have to respond to 50% of the market going towards digital. They have to respond to that. But that partnership with GameStop is super important that I don't feel like they would hurt that by saying this version of the console is 50 or $100 cheaper. And I totally see where you're coming from with that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so hard to know right now without getting more information. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing. It's one of those things that in the next couple months, well, we're going to see a lot more on, you know, what the, what the, what the rollout plan is for, you know, this holiday mm -hmm. as far as, you know, both consoles and stuff like that. And, and there could be more incentives to getting one or the other just as far as, you know, what comes with the system. So it's one of those things we might have to just wait a couple more months and see, yeah. see how it plays out. They'll never announce the price. They'll never do it. <laughs> They'll never do it. You no, just buy no. it and then you look yeah. at your bank account and see what came out of it. When you yeah, yeah when you go to the <laughs> buy one, the the cashier goes, "Hey, come here for a second. It's five hundred dollars. Are you ready to your card?" <laughs> like, no one is allowed to talk about it. Um, in terms of the design of the console itself, so yeah, I was on the stream with Chad, and I was all, like, the, the picture I was standing up in the middle of the picture, so there's no picture <laughs> of me. Uh, but I was like totally dumbfounded. I think I was just so surprised at how I think you put it well, Dan. It's so bold. It is an incredibly bold design that I, it just really surprised me. It was, it's it was super super cool looking. The more I'm sitting with it, and the more I've like seen pictures of it, not just vertically but like horizontally, and I'm not loving it as much. I think it's the kind of thing that like, like in the '90s we had like the transparent plastics, like IMAX had them, and like Game Boys and stuff had them, and everyone's like, oh, they're so cool looking. But if like the new iPhone came out nowadays and had a like a plastic see-through like atomic purple design i think people would kind of be like ah oh, that's kind of like cheeky 90s like i i really am <laughs> kind of feeling that might be and i could totally be wrong it's just one of those things where socially we'll just have to see how this pans out but i really feel like this will kind of be like that where it's like oh remember how crazy the ps5 looked that was wacky looking it was cool but it was wacky looking um but that's all for vertical horizontally i think it looks so weird when you see this thing horizontally, <laughs> yeah, I think horizontally it looks like it looks like a freaking weird duck bill eating a book. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of memes of of that kind of stuff, like there's one on the side where they put Shelter's face on the inside of the PS5, it's like PS5 like a shelter. Like that's really funny. Also, like just from like a functionality standpoint, if you look at how the CD drive is kind of under that curve, mm -hmm. when you put it horizontally, that's downward facing. So, like, depending on how you're reaching, like, at my desk, it would be fine. But if the PS5 were on the opposite side, it would be a huge pain in the ass to get a disc into that because of where that disc drive is positioned. I'm getting a digital-only version, so that's not a concern for me. But I can see that annoying some people. Um, so I really, I, I think it's a cool design, but I don't think it... I, I think overall, I think the Series X has a stronger design. Personally, just my personal opinion i'm on board with it 100 i think it's gorgeous i am 100 buying every single accessory they showed off with it too 
because one I wanted to match, and that's just like the shill that I am, the corporate shill that I am. Not a, that's not the right <laughs> word. Anyway, but two because they have mentioned over and over how important audio is to this console experience, and if they're going to release like a headset that is specifically meant to be like the ideal of what the audio will be, then I trust that from Sony, and I feel like it's going to be the best experience. So I'm definitely getting that. I'm getting the charging stand because I'm so excited to just like take something and just it looks it's the contactless charging rather than having to actually plug it into a port. Yep. The camera, I'm because they've already mentioned that PS5 will be backwards compatible with PSVR one. I'm sure the old camera will still work and it'll have the same port, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get the second camera anyway because it looks sleek and it'll match everything. So I'm 100 <laughs> percent in on all of it. I'm definitely getting the digital edition for sure. I might get two of them and put them on either side of my TV and just make it like Sauron's Tower and Sauron's Tower and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> put the Eye of Sauron on one of them. But no, I, I definitely, I'm in for all of it. All of it. And that's kind of where I am at the end of everything. I just, I liked, I, I really enjoyed the just, like like I said, just the boldness of it and how how when, the, when they rolled back and they showed everything, it just looked like it all just meshes perfectly and i think that's the coolest thing about it and me i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the uh with the the disc drive just because i do i do prefer uh physical over digital so but i will be getting one of everything i i don't i, I don't even have a vr right now but but i'll get the camera just to just to get it i mean why not <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, I awesome love- i I love that all the accessories they all like go together. The way that they revealed them, they all work together. It it reminded me a lot of Apple, like when Apple reveals products that are like specifically mm-hmm. designed to look and feel very similar, and they design accessories that are really thoughtful about how they charge and how they all are set up together. Like that, I got that for the first time from a video game console manufacturer. I got that in this announcement. So out of everything, out of everything that we've seen. I would like to know what your guys' overall, on a 1 to 10 scale, your takeaway from it. This was the best gaming conference I've ever seen. This was the, this was the only one of every, every E3, every pre-recorded, every Nintendo Direct. This is the only thing I can think of where every single game got me excited. Where every single announcement about hardware blew my mind. It surprised me. That almost everything aside from maybe Resident Evil 8 was a surprise. Like being seeing the gameplay, seeing some of these games announced, an exclusive Square Enix game that hadn't leaked or something like that. Like GTA think, 5, huge surprise. GTA 5. Would have literally <laughs> never guessed that that was going to be the opener to this thing. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is this was the best the best gaming press conference I've ever seen. I love it. I I had a great, great, great time with this conference. Basically, every game they announced something that that appeals to me, in in some way, especially Animal Degrassi, especially that game. <laughs> that one more than anything. Um, no, no, seriously, yeah. So, like, I mean, that game. There's, there's a lot of games. Especially this is one of the first time too that I've seen an event like this, and when they showed indie games, I'm like, oh, that looks really intriguing. Whereas a lot of times. And I don't mean this in like in a bad way, but like it's like oh we show these AAA games and here's our indie you know montage and you kind of go okay great 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 but are you still gonna show God of War at the end of this? And I wasn't feeling that kind of urgency to get to the next game during some of those indie events or indie game announcements, which was really cool. Like everything was solid. Here's the thing that has kind of hit me. I, this is an A event to be clear. This is an A event. I'm gonna criticize it for a second, but like this is an A event. 
Um, the thing that I think is important to keep in mind, outside of of um, what was it, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, it's the only game that's a Sony exclusive that has a release date, early release window on it. Everything else didn't have one, and there were six, you know, PlayStation Studios games that were there that are going to be like the PS5 exclusives made by by Sony. With that in mind, there were 18 overall PlayStation-exclusive games from Sony that came out in, on PS4 over the course of seven years. I don't think all six of those games are coming out in the 2020 to 2021 window, and I think we need to prepare for that. Horizon Zero Dawn or Sackboy the Adventure Game, that might not be coming for a little while. So I think it's really exciting to see all these exclusive games. We don't have any confirmation that those are things that we can actually expect soon. I do think it's possible that most of those games will come out next year because every game trailer was a full trailer and not like a logo. Right. But I've also seen trailers that were that in-depth and then the game didn't come out for a few years. So like, this is a really, really good event, but I don't think it's actually entirely indicative of what the launch window titles are going to be. So I, I still want to get word on that. I still want to get word on like what the smart delivery equivalent, if there is one, on this. There's still kind of things that like I, I saw like the PS4 and PS5 versions of these games are released. But can I buy the PS4 version of that game you just showed off? And it actually is the same thing or the same purchase as the PS5 version. Like there's still some questions I have. But like that's besides the the time frame, which I think is is something notable to bring up that's the other thing was just like is really a nitpick it was an amazing event there were amazing games shown off it was from beginning to end like we're just showing you games and we'll give you some break with like a cool background effect like it was relentless the entire time so it was an amazing event that was a lot did you see sorry one at a 10 scale uh 7.9 too much water (laughs) (laughs) it was a it was a nine it was a solid nine (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Did you, uh, just to go back on the event, did you guys see that rumor where they were, they were trying to tell that the whole event was CGI? Yes. Like Sh- <laughs> Shuhei Yoshida and Herman Holst and everybody that was all CGI? <laughs> yeah. I- well, that's actually been done before. It, the, the, when the Phantom Pain was announced, they had like an interview with this guy who was wearing, um, like a, like a, a bandage wrapping around his entire face and it turns out his whole character was actually CGI and people thought he was real. So like it's happened, but I don't think it's true here. <laughs> That'd be extreme. Absolutely wild. So Dan, I might've missed this in the last like one minute that I was messing around with my headphones. What was your overall take from the, the conference? Uh, my overall take, I would give it, I would give it a solid nine. A nine out of ten. Uh, I didn't. I didn't care for absolutely every game that they announced, but I felt like they. It was a high quality presentation, and that's what they really needed, because you know it's just it's the future of gaming. So they want to you know just they just want to come in swinging, and I think that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. So a solid nine out of ten for me. Yeah, Microsoft's got some work to do. To convince us come July for sure. Yeah. I think their July event's gonna be worthwhile though. I hope so, yeah. I think the the July event I expect to be more like this than like closer to this than their first event. Their first event was not anything exclusive on their part. I'm excited to see what the Series X can do when it's actually a Series X game. 
So I think that, you know, that should look good. And I guess we'll talk about this when we end up talking about that. But I actually, at the beginning of the podcast, went through the list of every PlayStation or Xbox Studio that was bought, what they made recently, and what their release cadence is on games. Because you can go to Wikipedia and see the full list. That event might actually be surprising based on kind of what I saw and what studios might be more prepared to show things than you would expect. So it's only Lord a couple weeks away. Creep, don't rise. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks. That's it. All right. Before we wrap up the show, we've got one more segment. It's called game on game show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called game on a game, 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 game. We've got a game this week that we've only played once on this show. We've played it a few times uh, on previous shows. I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. The year is 2047. <laughs> I know the world has been so reverse Jumanjied, and video game <laughs> characters have been pulled out of their games and transported into the real world, and then also real world people have been transported into games and they're gone now, and we can't rely on them for real world things. <laughs> you are now entering Video Game Special Forces, first edition, the second. Open your eyes. So here's the deal. We've got four missions for our eight video game characters to undertake. And in a twist, these are all going to be things like that are public service. So we're going to have them uh, do these four things. Build schools in third world countries. Read to the elderly in their nursing homes. Prepare meals for the homeless. And tutor middle school students in math. Those are the four things. We have to split up these eight characters and decide who would be best at doing which of these four things. I'm hitting send on an email right now to both of you. And it did not go through. <laughs> send this from the wrong email address. That's why. There we go. Oh, there's your, there you go. We'll edit that out. <laughs> just read your email to everybody. Okay. So there we go. I just sent it. You doxed me. I'm going to get swatted. How dare you? So here's the thing. I just sent you the email. It has our list of eight characters. I'm going to reveal this to the audience and I'll read them out loud. We've got Chloe from Uncharted. We've got Kratos from God of War, Astrobot. We have Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Deacon from Days Gone, Parappa the Rapper, Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal, and Sackboy from Little Big Planet. Yes, it is a PlayStation themed one, and that's not an accident. So we've got these eight characters. We have to decide who's going to build schools, who's going to read to the elderly, who's going to prepare meals for the homeless, and who's going to tutor middle school students in math. Have you gotten, have two, I, have you gotten the email? Yes. I got it. Yep. Okay, great. And I have two immediate thoughts at the top of my head. Okay. One, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Atreus was teaching Kratos to read, right? He was. He could use that uh, elder, uh, reading to the elderly as practice, and that could be good for him. You're right. Would he be the greatest at reading to the elderly, though, if he's literally just now learning to read himself? They'll be happy to hear from someone with such interesting life experiences as him, and they'll be cheering him on and be supportive of his of his reading abilities, that he'll get better, they'll enjoy stories, they'll build a relationship together, and that's just a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> so that's or, one. Or what about Parappa the Rappa? Reading to the elderly. But not reading, rapping, rapping to the elderly, rapping to the elderly. Okay, okay. Here's my I thing on both of those. I don't know if the elderly would like about like like, like the rapping part. I don't know. If that would, <laughs> here's that would here's work my thing on both of those. Kratos is going to read to them in a terrible fashion. He's not going to be good at it. Parappa the rapper is going to rap to them. They're going to hate it. They're not going to understand it because it's too fast. But here's my really kind of morbid take on it. They're going to die soon anyway. 
So it's not like they're going to remember or that the experience is going to be lasting. <laughs> so, like, if we're going to make a future, sacrifice somewhere. In the future, when you're in a retirement home and you're like, oh, man, this is so miserable. I'd be like, Chad, you can't complain and I'll show you this clip. <laughs> Chad, you're going to die soon it's anyway. A bad experience, it's totally fine. They'll either forget about it due to Alzheimer's, they won't really understand what's going on anyway due to dementia, or they're going to die soon. So it's not going to haunt them that long. <laughs> So I think I guess, those are two great picks. <laughs> Basically, Jack's like, I don't give a shit who we put there. <laughs> it's a little crass, oh. but hey, it, th- that, we won't say those are final yet. But if we feel like like we have to go there, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, Tudor Middle School students in math. Aloy, she's got. If she doesn't want to answer anything, she's got the little like <gasps> she's attachment got the focus. thing to like. Oh, you know, there you go. So she can automatically just Perfect. look at a, a math problem. It will show her work and all of that. I think that's a good mm-hmm. call, Dan. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think Aloy. Yep. All right, Aloy. That is Aloy's a good call. Tutor middle school students in math. Have we already agreed on Kratos and Parappa the Rapper and the elderly home? But we're all in agreement on that. But I I hadn't put it as final, but I am right now. Kratos. <laughs> and Barappa the Rapper. <laughs> and <Barappa> the Rapper. <laughs> this is going to happen. Kratos will be struggling to like to read this and probably be like, I'll handle this. Don't worry. I'm going to, and he'll like bust a rhyme right there. I'm not going to rap because I can't, I wouldn't embarrass myself like that. But then he'll rap and then the other people will still be confused and it's just, it's going to be a mess. We already gone over this. We'll move on. <laughs> All right. So that's Here's, we have here's to, the tough uh, thing. Yeah. Sackboy and Astrobot, I I don't think they're able to communicate with people. So I don't think they could be a tutor. But could they build a a, a school in a third world country or I guess they could prepare meals. That'd be the easiest thing for them because they're size, they might and they're friendly. The, and like they're friendly. friendly. So I think that could be a welcoming, you know. I mean, they that could be like, you oh, know, hey, oh, they're so cute. We're cool, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's so cute. The other thing with Sackboy is getting little hairs in the food. That might be a problem. That might <laughs> be a problem. Chat, uh, saying Kratos is going to flip the table out of frustration. He can't get through well, like, the first it, few pages. It, it, it's either that or Astrobot. Was it Astrobot, right? Yeah. Squirting oil in their food. I mean, come on. What's worse, <laughs> oil or hair? Okay, I have to make an important point here. Okay, make it. <sighs> I'm going to say this at first and just be like, no, but we're going to go down the other options and it's going to seem very clear we have to do this. <laughs> okay. Sweet Tooth preparing meals for the homeless. Because can you really see Sweet Tooth teaching a child math? That's terrifying. We know what Sweet Tooth's past is. Doesn't he have a history there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a good idea. I want him building schools this. for the same reasons? No. He would have no patience for the elderly. A homeless, he can cook some stuff with his hair. Yes, I'm on board with this for for <laughs> those reasons. Yes, if you run out of like camping fuel, like I, I don't know, he, maybe he's going door to door to the homeless or tent to tent to the homeless, and he's just like, hey, I don't have an oven that I can bring with me, but I can cook things on my head. And also, exactly. he has a chainsaw. Need to cut some meat, cut some bread. There you go, cut it with the chainsaw. And, and he's already got an ice cream truck, right? Yes, Boom. perfect. That's perfect. It's perfect. All right, sweet tooth. All right. So who's with Sweet Tooth then? Probably Astrobot because Sackboy will get little hairs and things, but Astrobot won't. We're getting his little oil. I don't know. Here, here's the thing: you you can prepare meals with Sweet Tooth, but you can't serve them. Sweet Tooth can't serve the meals. I feel like he's gonna get it everywhere. Things are gonna it's gonna be a mess. So you have mm-hmm. Astrobot as like your little your little waiter. 
running around to people. Perfect. Perfect. So we okay. have elderly, um, the el- reading to the elderly, and we have prepare meals for the homeless. Totally figured out. And we have yeah. tutor middle school students in math. We have Aloy for middle student middle school students. We have to figure out where to put Deacon. We have to figure out where to put Chloe. And we have to figure out where to put Sackboy. We have one I'm spot feel- left for tutors and two spots left for third world countries building schools. I'm feeling Sackboy for building schools in third world countries only because maybe you need to get in somewhere small. And Sackboy can do that. He's also used to like there's a level builder in Little Big Planet. Like that's what like crafting mm-hmm. things and building things. I'm sure he'd have some kind yep. of experience with that. I'm gonna Perfect. also throw in Chloe. Because Chloe has traveled the planet. So she's gonna have some experience in a lot of these different areas that we might be going to. Maybe it's cultural experience. Maybe we gotta build the school in a certain shape or else it's like a satanic symbol in their culture. And I feel like <laughs> Chloe could tell us that. <laughs> like don't build a pentagram for your chapel. That is true, but wouldn't Deacon be really good at knowing how to use, like, kind of like crafting, like getting the most out of what little you have? He's a scavenger. I also think he's really, I think, I also think he's a really loving person. So I think teaching students might be something he could really excel in too. Yeah, because he, Chloe's he, he, not he cares. No, not at all. No, no. Have you seen her? Have you seen the amount of people she's killed and punched and shit? <laughs> she doesn't show any remorse as in we're deacon you know he does something he's just like oh man i think deacon would be okay. good for i think i'm on board i can with agree that too. with that yeah? yeah i can agree with that yeah so here's what we got building schools in third world countries we've got sack boy and we've got chloe Reading to the elderly in their nursing homes, we've got Kratos <laughs> and Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> I feel like I want like an animated television show of that. <laughs> then we have preparing meals for the homeless. We have Sweet Tooth and Astrobot. <laughs> and then finally, tutoring middle school students in math, we have Aloy and Deacon. We did it. We solved the special just- forces needs. Can I just point out something funny about Kratos being in the elderly home? He would be the oldest person there by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He could share life experience with them. Exactly. And he'd be like, you're only 80 years old. Why are you hobbling down the hallway? I'm 300 (laughs) and I can still jump up three stories. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Well, that's it for Game on Game Show. And that's it for our episode this week. A couple of things to remind you of. One, Dan is an awesome person. Dan, thank you for joining us. How would you you like people to interact with you in the future, follow you, do whatever they do to you? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sergeant Daniels. I've been really getting back into the Twitters. So I'm on there. You can find me on there. And uh, if if I could do a little shameless plug. Yes, please. um, Me and Brent, we started a PlayStation podcast called the Untitled PlayStation Podcast. We recorded our first episode last night. And I think him and I are both at in agreement that it was probably a fucking train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a great person, and I, and I know that him and I can get you know we can we can get it figured out. And um, yeah, those are the two ways you can find me. Perfect. So everybody, go the follow Untitled Dan PlayStation Podcast at Sergeant Daniels. I'm sure you'll be tweeting about the Untitled PlayStation Podcast as soon as that launches. You guys also have a Twitter that we can follow for that too, right? Yep, I believe that's at Untitled PS Pod. If Perfect. I remember correctly. Perfect. Looking forward to that. 
Uh, again, Dan is gracious enough to give away a copy of Days Gone. So if you want to win that, when this launches Tuesday morning, we're going to launch a tweet that goes along with it. Just like and retweet the episode or the tweet that we tweet about the episode and you'll be entered into it. And then on Sunday next week, we will announce on air who the winner is. And uh, go to YouTube, subscribe to all of our shit. Go to patreon.com slash respawnamefire. Vote for whatever next month's barf game will be. Play Alan Wake. Kiss your mom on the eyelids. Do all the things that normal people do on a Sunday. Thank you very much for watching along with us. <laughs> Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. I've got to pee so bad, I might pee into my own face right now.